Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ. And we like to talk about the radios. So let's get started, shall we? Well, Heidi Ho, Leia. Hi. How are you doing this week? I'm feeling really aggressive. <laughs> yeah. You I'm were punchy. <laughs> you were out of commission like for most of the week. <coughs> and, and there will there'll be some coughing, I believe. Yeah. You got the worst of it, for sure. I, 100%. We are now back to school, which back to school season brings illness. Yeah. Viruses and bacterias from our children. Uh, Edison brought it home, for sure, Edison. Yes. He was sick two days. Uh, then you got sick for most of the week, like yeah. just in bed, basically, the whole time. Uh, the I, whole time? The whole time. Like I was an invalid in bed. Yeah, you were in traction. I was. Who who was handling all the food then? And who was? Lord knows. How were? Where was the food you were eating coming from, Josh? Elves. Figured we ordered it somewhere. Uh, who who ordered it? Somebody. <laughs> Somebody ordered it. You can order from got, the bed. Who got it in the house? Oh, that was me. No, it was not. <laughs> I definitely am the 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 gatherer of the the hunter and gatherer. I hunt and gather the bags from the from the front porch. For I, sure. I still like packed food for the kids and I made so many soups. <laughs> you did. Of course I'm kidding. Of course I'm kidding. No, but regardless, you you got it the worst. I got it yesterday all day. Yeah. Ben also stayed home from school. But for two days. We're over it now. Well, I'm I'm fully over it. It was like 24 hours for me. I had a bit of a sore throat on Wednesday, but regardless. Sorry we didn't record the podcast on Thursday, which is our normal day. So you are getting this Saturday. Sorry about that, but when you're sick, Sorry you're sick. Sorry we missed your Friday commute. You can't, you can't pod when you're sick. So this is for, uh, this podcast is going out to all the people who mow the lawn on Saturdays or Sundays. The quiet storm. Tally ho. <laughs> You deserve a yard beer. <laughs> we like to kick off the Ham Radio Crash Course with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. And this one is HT Power Isn't That Important. Whoa. Whoa. I know, right? <laughs> Handy talky power isn't that important. Wow. What is he talking about? Well, consider, if you will, the power that handhelds, handy talkies actually put out. They're generally about four to five watts. That's the that's the normal power output. There are companies out there that are advertising, oh, this is a six watt radio. This is a seven watt radio. This is an eight watt radio. This is a hundred watt <laughs> right up against <laughs> your face. There actually is some like meme. There's some wish ads that are just totally fake radios <coughs> that they have listed like a hundred watt output, and it's a Baofeng. It's like this crazy. Like 100 ad. watt Baofeng. 100 watt Baofeng. Blow out the bands. <laughs> On your face. Fire every band. Just spurious emission the crap out of your face with the Baofeng. So it comes with an RF mask. It's to just reduce a sheet wrinkles. of, it's a lead mask. Yeah, it's to reduce wrinkles. The RF mask. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it actually amplifies the RF to help you burn the layers of your skin. Yes. Off. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Mm -hmm. So there is. While it is great if a company is actually providing a high-quality, higher-power output handheld, 
But here's the takeaway. Are you saying it's a scam? Well, a lot of times it is. For the Chinese radios, for sure it is. But here's the thing. If you double the power output of a handheld, say you go from 4 watts to 8 watts, that's giving you half an S unit of power on the receiver end of the radio. Now, that's not to say, again, that's, that's not useful, that's not something valid that we can track on a, you know, a, a plot or something along those lines, but it's not that appreciable that you really need to worry that much about it if you're talking about paying twice as much for the radio or in some cases three times as much for the radio. It's really not that big a deal. Further, we're using modes like FM, which are already kind of inefficient, at least not as efficient as single sideband, uh, which we use generally for HF and weak signal work and stuff like that. So it's kind of already a moot point. As always, the most important thing you can do when it comes to getting a handheld is first, well, buy a good one would be my argument, but get something that has an antenna that is good, a good handheld antenna. I've talked about, uh, well, I've, I've had many videos talking about good handheld antennas, and, and I suggest you go avail yourselves of those videos. I really like uh, half-wave antennas for handhelds, not really the most portable, so... I advocate leaving your rubber duck on when you're hiking around and then going to the half wave when you get to your destination. J-poles are great, et cetera, et cetera. Or if you buy a higher quality radio, something that is maybe super heterodyne or something like that, you're going to be better off if you focus on the receive side of your radio, making sure you have a really good receiving radio versus care that much about the power output on the transmit side. If everybody focuses on having better receivers, we'll all generally do better in transmit and just better operation in general because we can hear each other better, right? So there you go. There's the Ham Radio Minute. There you go. Yep. Join our HRCC Weekly Nets. That's right. HRCC.link for the digital net on Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and they do all the digital modes. And then Friday is the HF net. Both nets are coordinated on their own chat rooms on the HRCC Discord, which we have conveniently linked in the show notes. Please join us on the Discord. It is a 24-7 hoppin' ham radio good time. For many of your ham radio questions and enjoyment, you can find at the HRCC Discord. And I don't normally mention this, but I thought I would give a shout-out to our Patreon. Our Patreon supports this podcast, and if you enjoy the podcast, consider maybe becoming a member for a dollar a month. That's like four episodes for a buck. That's not bad at all. Wow. The math works out on that. That's a quarter. It's 25 cents an episode. Yeah, that's easy. We pay oh, that for... Easy money, Snowball. <laughs> such a deep hole. That's such an inside <laughs> joke. Uh, you pay that much, if you think about it, how much money you pay for your online services. If you were to break them down per episode that you were watching, you're probably not even getting that with your best uh, favorite online thing. Um, you make me want to cancel all the streamings. <laughs> Our podcast is a value at 25 cents an episode. <laughs> think about it that way. And how, and how long? consider that too three hours wow. for 25 cents come on amazing come on get with it I'd and support it. <laughs> here, here you are you and, and away we go i'm sweating for some reason what's up with that my name is josh and i'm sweating <laughs> my sweatpants i'm not wearing sweatpants <laughs> all right I am still in sub-element G1. 
making my way. <laughs> Why are you laughing so much today? Sub element activate. I think I'm a little woozy still. Oh, from being sick? Yeah. Okay. Well, this should be a great episode then. I can still feel the congestion in my chest. Oh, that's the best feeling. Yeah. That's a real good one. All right. All right. In in what part of the 2.4 gigahertz band may an amateur station communicate with non-licensed Wi-Fi stations? Uh, I've already seen this one. A, no part, B, channels 42 through 45, C, channels 1 through 4, D, anywhere in the band. The answer is A, no part. No part. All right. What is the maximum PEP output allowed for spread spectrum transmissions? A, 100 watts. Just like blast them all. <laughs> all of them uh, b 1500 watts. oh yeah oh yeah c 10 watts or d 100 milliwatts the answer is c 10 watts 10 watts watts what on which hf or mf amateur bands are their general portions are there portions where general class licensees cannot transmit a, 160 meters, 60 meters, 15 meters, and 12 meters. B, 80 meters, 40 meters, 20 meters, and 15 meters. C, 10 meters, 20 meters, 15 meters, and 10 meters. Or D, 60 meters, 30 meters, 17 meters, and 12 meters. The answer is B, 80 meters, 40 meters, 20 meters, and 15 meters. That is correct. It is. What is the power limit for watts. beacon stations? A, 100 watts pep output. B, 200 watts pep output. C, 10 watts pep output. Or D, 20 watts pep output. The answer is A, 100 watts pep output. I'm nailing it. All right. Everyone, you are. You're killing everyone it. Everyone right so far. You're doing uh -huh. a great job. Is this my last question? I think so. Yeah. What is the maximum transmitter power an amateur station may use on the 12-meter band? A, an effective radiated power equivalent to 100 watts from half-wave dipole. B, 1,500 watts pep output. C, 200 watts pep output. Or D, 50 watts pep output. I got this one wrong. The answer is B, 1,500 watts pep output. Hmm. That's um, that's Trixie. All the bands with their max transmitter power. <laughs> Why is that, Trixie? Because they're all different. <laughs> that's how they get you, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's that big of a deal. Okay. Well, if you'd like to study along with Leia, we highly recommend hamstudy.org. It's where she goes and takes her practice tests and what we use for the episodes. We also really like the Gordon West Ham Radio Test Prep books. Those are available on Amazon. Conveniently, there are links in the show notes. We also really like the Fast Track to Your Ham Radio License series. Those are audiobooks that are available on audio, which also has, or Audible, which also has a convenient link in the show notes. So make sure to check out one or all. They have all worked for me in the past. I've literally used every one of those as I went through my journey to get my amateur radio license. But join the conversation by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts for the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast and or emailing us at leah 
at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate it. Sadly, it's been too good for too long, Leia, and there's no reviews. So the last episode was not a good one. But if you would like to give us a review, we would appreciate it. We'll read it on the podcast, on the show, and you can do that again on Apple Podcasts. Think of it as like giving a YouTube thumbs up with a lot more effort. We really do appreciate it, though. So thanks for taking the time. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into the unknown I will go, for I shall fear no man of peace, one foot after the other, for I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. That is right. This is the preparedness corner, Leia's preparedness corner. Leia, what are we talking about today? We're talking about go bags. Go bags. I was just back thinking on, about go bags. We're back on go bags. We're back on go bags. Of course. And, and it's the gateway drug of prepping. M- much thanks to Greg, who suggested this article written by Margaret Killjoy. You don't see a lot of articles written by women about preparedness. Oh, uh, and so this was the one that was from the podcast chat, uh, yes. the podcast channel, right? Mm-hmm. I took a look at that. Pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. let's. Uh, let's hear I didn't go what... all the way through it, so I'm still going in blind for a lot of this, but still. Yes. So just a bit of background on Margaret. Mm-hmm. She's not just... She's killed a guy. <laughs> His joy, anyway. <laughs> joy. <laughs> nice. Good job. <laughs> so she spent roughly a decade living out of a backpack while hitchhiking, hopping trains, awesome. squatting, followed by five or six years of living in a minivan, then a full-size van, then living off-grid in a barn, then a cabin. Now she lives on-grid but is rural, and she has been <laughs> She lives on-grid but isn't happy about it. She lives on grid, but with the worst cell reception <laughs> you can get. That was her. She looked for the gaps in cell coverage, and that is where she... She's And she's literally the farthest line on the grid. She did some <laughs> yeah. research. Yes. But how is it the most painful for power to get to me? I want power to work. I have to tell you, though, she lives in a sweet A-frame, and uh, if anybody... So she's Didn't probably in know a higher altitude that, that I, has snow. I love A-frames. I just love You do? I love They it. seem like so inefficient space-wise. Because they see like, what's with all this like space in the air we're not using? But they're usually two stories if they're tall enough. Yeah, but it's all like tight in that second. And you're like, wow, it's not comfy up here. It's like... It's still it's, really pointy at the top. You know why I like A-frames? What? It's... it's <laughs> It's like a wooden tent. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really like that. I like that about them. <laughs> the funniest part for me about you really liking A-Frames and learning this about you through our for, through our podcast journey that we're going along together is that A-Frames are generally used at higher altitudes. Yes. We don't see those in the suburbs very often. No, no. Not a thing. Not a, not a look. Would not get approved. Not a look. Not a, not our, a vibe. Yeah. Right? Not a vibe in the suburbs. <laughs> And the higher altitude is not a place you want to live. Like, you do not want to live. I love visiting higher altitude. You love visiting an A-frame. You are an A-frame visitor. Yes. Okay, got it. Yes. So uh, another thing that she does is she constructs and distributes emergency kits. She's been doing that for several years. 
And uh, so she spends all of her free time studying individual and community preparedness. She's got a preparedness podcast. This woman seems like quite a preparedness individual. Yeah. Her podcast is titled Live Like the World is Dying. That sounds like a great podcast. I'm going to have to. I, I don't want to. Did I, I didn't gender her, did I? <laughs> she seems pretty hardcore. I don't know. Okay. I don't want to make her mad. <laughs> so she's going to come get you. <laughs> she's going to Airbnb her A-frame. I'll be like, what a great idea. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, I was Ambushed. waiting at the pentacle of the top of the triangle of my A-frame to pounce. The space you thought was useless this <laughs> was thoroughly was used. filled with me <laughs> in an ambush. All right. Here is her uh, her essentials. Yes. Right off the bat. Okay. Interestingly, passport. She's a traveler. She traveled and, all over uh, the place. That's and print copies of any essential records like your animal's rabies vaccine record. If you're traveling with your yeah. animals, sure. An encrypted USB stick. I loved this one. With copies of all the important documents, driver's license, passport, house, vehicle titles, uh, insurance information, contact information, vaccine records, etc. As somebody who has encrypted <laughs> USB sticks that has some information on it, um, I have other USB sticks that are encrypted that, like, you shove it into somebody's computer and it does bad things. That's terrible. Yes, yeah, so I keep those on me, too. Okay. So that if somebody tries to steal your encrypted USB stick of valuable information, yeah, that's right. you're like, oh, no, it's a, it's you a, got me. Oh, You've you got me. You've been <laughs> Okay. Small amounts of emergency foods, such as protein bars that you swap out every few months, or the flavorless emergency ration bars that last a long time but are awful. I second this. Uh, wait. The longer these no. meal bars last, the no. worse they taste. No, you will not tell me otherwise. I You had that peanut butter one. I hated it. Oh, because you don't like peanut butter. <laughs> so reminder of what the topic of this is. This is a go bag. Yes. This isn't a camping bag. I know. This is a, like, you are going to be walking or traveling constantly. You're not going to stop to erect a stove and cook. You're going to be eating yeah. foodstuffs out of your bag. I mean, in, in my mind, my go bag is my car bag. Do you know what I mean? Right, which has yeah. food is that's yeah. not heat. You, you, it's just eat it. You yeah, eat it. You just eat it. You just eat it. Just eat it. Eat it. Uh, travel hygiene kit with toothbrush, floss, toothpaste, moist towelettes, foam earplugs, nail clippers, uh, and your daily wear makeup and anything else you might need. I like that. This is prepping from a woman. I will say for dudes that are that heard that makeup part, what I would like to add to sunscreen. that sunscreen for du sunscreen. And you can get combo sunscreen slash moisturizer. And almost every dude needs moisturizer. They just yeah. don't know it. So or I will be the dude. Don't rub Vaseline on your face. Well, I'm getting. Geez, can I just. <laughs> let me be the dude to tell all the dude listeners you need some moisturizer in your life. You probably need moisturizer on your face. You should just get you a can moisturizer. Get some snail essence. Shut <laughs> that is like very hydrating. Leia has been taunting me with snail. 96 snails. It's advanced snail, so it only uses the smartest of snails. No one has okay. any idea what we're talking about. It is a large liquid pump <laughs> of liquid, and it is supposed to be snail juice. It's 
that she has that she puts on her face, and it's called Snail Ninety Six. Advanced Snail Ninety Six. Advanced Snail Ninety Six. And so you the would joke think is, Leia is like, Leia said, it's Ninety Six Snails just got juiced up and put in this bottle, which is probably true. <laughs> it's actually because it's ninety six percent snail secretion filtrate. So, I am. This is gross. Keeps the moisture in. So you, you know what a, a snail secretion is? The trail. The yeah. snail trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone has figured out a way to bottle that. Yeah, that's great. And it's it's 96% of I that. I also eat escargot. So it's like, this is no sweat. I mean, I have <laughs> this a This is farm escargot. to table to me at this point. <laughs> Are you going to put a little dollop on the next time you have escargot? It's a little topping. They'll moisturize the escargot before you eat it. Escargot is moisturized with butter and garlic. Thank I get you. It. I get it. Uh, for again, for all the dudes, like Neutrogena makes a fifty SPF moisturizer. It's a moisturizer, no it's color. Cetaphil. It's not. Is it Cetaphil? It's Cetaphil. Is that the one we use? Mm -hmm. It's su it's a super good moisturizer. It's a super good sunblock. You, all the dudes generally need it, particularly you dudes who drive around all the time. And if Absolutely you're, if you're hiking, it. please, please, please and put, put on it, sun protection. And for all the dudes that drive in the U.S., also put it on your left arm, <laughs> which you have conveniently draped outside your window every day, right? Just go ahead and do that. Just get spray moisturizer for and your arm. you already mentioned it, but chapstick, I don't care which one it is. Find the one you like. Have that in your go bag, an extra tube. Not your EDC pocket tube, an extra tube. There you go. Thank you. Also Vaseline. Because you know, lots of for good the uses dudes for Vaseline. Yeah, for the dudes, for everybody. Okay, sure. Yeah, okay, uh, any prescription or over-the-counter medication, uh, blister packs for OTC medications, so that the police have less cause for suspicion if you're searched. Oh, instead of having a big ass medicine bottle. Yeah. Yeah. So smart. I like that. Really good idea. Yeah. And and you know what? That is coming from a place of knowing with how much time knowing. she's been on the road. The number of times she's been searched. This is a Gnostic, speaking of the road. A Gnostic of the road. A change of socks and underwear. Of course. A packable rain jacket or poncho. 100% agree. Puffy, packable, warm top. Uh, Heavy-duty trash bag. I cannot emphasize enough how important heavy-duty trash bags are. Like, literally, one of the things that my mom always talks about from when she was a refugee with mm -hmm. how valuable trash bags are because they're so multifunctional. I want to also, again, say that you should aim for the, th the thicker ones to the point of even going to like six mil contractor bags. Yeah. The thick ones. Yes. Those are super useful. Cash. So many so many things you can do. Cash. Cash is important. Yeah. Spare USB battery and charging cables. Um, I actually, she recommends an octopus cable. Uh, I don't like octopus cables. I hate them, in fact. They're too bulky. I have a battery pack that has every cable inlaid in it. So that... <sighs> It I don't has know how to. I don't know how to. But USB, like, USB C, Lightning, and uh, Micro USB, all so, of it in the same pack. And then I never have to remember cables. I don't have to futz around with anything. Uh huh. It's already attached. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't like your. Brain. I don't care that you don't like it. it I is... have mastered. I have mastered this. Mastered it. Now. This is for uber nerds with lots of technology. 
I have scale, like small little scalable down things. Like I got a little keychain that has a lightning cable, a micro USB, mm-hmm. a USB A, and a USB C, mm-hmm. and a little dongle that like flips yeah. around and stuff. That's like everything. But I have everything in that Peak Design tech bag. Let's tech compare pouch. the size of what you have no, versus the size of what I. Oh, have. I have a smaller battery, and my and my dongle smaller than that for sure. Please. How how many how much how much juice is in that? Ten thousand, right? I can't. Let me tell. see. Give me this. I'm looking at. Give me this thing. Give me this thing. The fact it doesn't say it is even more sus. You got it right here. Is that it? Oh shoot! It's twenty thousand. Hmm. So I have multiple twenty thousands, but the difference between yours and mine is I have fast charge. That is not fast charge. Hmm. Uh. It's one thing. I don't have to remember a second thing, and that is worth a lot to me. Is it? Okay. Got a lightning cable in that? Yep. Uh, USB-C. Yep. It has USB-C. Oh, it does. Ah, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Suck it. I don't like it, but okay. <laughs> you win this round. Uh, Mylar emergency blanket. 100%. T- they take up no space and they have all kinds of uses. Okay. Not just for shelter, but like in an emergency. So you prevent someone from getting shock. You wrap them in an emergency blanket. Elevate the legs. So a full water bottle, and this is an interesting suggestion because as somebody who is uh, like dual double wall insulated water bottles. Yeah, she's not. A she fan. says single wall can um, steel canteen so that you can boil water yep. in it. So that. And it's lighter weight. Yep. So. So that's for go bag, right? So you could yeah. cook out of that if you want. Yeah. That, my friends, is an old school Dave Canterbury trick. Oh, I don't know if he originated that, but he was definitely one of the first people I ever heard mention it. He's like, you know, everybody's going to these double walled insulators. You can't boil water in that because the air gets too hot. It pressurizes. It explodes. Can't explode. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Single walled, cheap, uber cheap, uber light that you can you could boil water or cook in hypothetically. You could cook soup, do whatever you want in it. Yeah. A butane lighter, an emergency whistle, a yep. folding knife, a rechargeable headlamp or yes. flashlight, and a basic first aid kit that includes small wounds, uh, closures, antibiotic ointment, and alcohol prep pads. I like all of that. I feel that she should have gone into greater detail on the personal first aid kit, but that's fine. All right. So then she gets into what kind of bag? Yes. Okay. Okay. And... She says that at first, like, don't wait. Use whatever bag you have, right? Like if the bag, you waiting for your perfect bag to go buy your perfect bag is the reason you're not putting together a go bag, (laughs) use what you have. I love that. I love it. So almost everybody has 75% of all this junk in their house right now and probably a backpack that's just kicking around. Yes. Throw all of that in your backpack right now and put it in your trunk or keep it with you. Right. Right. Yeah, as you build up to your perfect bag. Yes, I love that. But really, once you start selecting a bag, the question is, what kind of bag do you like to carry? Because anybody can tell you that, uh, no, because it does boil down to preference, Okay, well, right? go ahead. I, I will listen. I will I will hang on to my... You don't need like a, a tactical assault pack. I would I would argue you don't want a tactical assault pack, but okay. For, yeah, she, that's what she's saying. You don't need one of them. No, it's not about need. It's about if it's actually a disaster situation. You don't want to be the guy rolling around in like a very look at me, I'm tactical bag. Sure. You want to go gray man on the whole thing. 
for most people, a go bag should be a small or medium-sized backpack, okay. ideally with an unobtrusive, unpadded waist belt there and a go. sternum strap. If your resources are limited, use whatever bag you have available. But if you got the means, pick the size of your bag based on what you want to store in it. Correct. Okay. She also says a large purse can be a go bag. So an Hermes Birkin, solid choice is where we're going. The here. only so here's <laughs> where here's where so she she had a preference. She said probably a backpack is good enough for most people. Yeah. The problem I have with the purse as a go bag. They're not very comfortable to carry long for exactly. long distances. Exactly. Yeah. Uh some people use multiple bags, small or medium-sized backpack as their main bag, and then a duffel bag as a second go bag if there's time and space in their vehicle. Okay. Uh, rolling suitcases are often used, but she doesn't recommend them as the primary bag, only as a secondary bag. Uh, uh, because there's a lot of environments where it's just not practical. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says that she used a tactical backpack for a long time because they're cheap, durable um, easy to find and come in muted colors. Um, but now she uses a regular laptop backpack, one that you might use on a carry-on flight because it's low-key, lighter weight, and because she carries her laptop around with right. her all the time, right? So, uh, And she assumes that because her vehicles always packed for emergencies, she doesn't have to carry as much in her on-person uh, bag. Yeah. Um, okay. I I don't know. I don't know. How I... And she recommends like if your plan is to move um, overland on foot, uh, long distances, large backpacks because you'll need to be able to carry more. <sighs> okay. This is the I, – I differ from her – can I take a moment? Go okay. for it. So you will not besmirch. I, I'm not, and I'm not besmirching. She's not wrong, but here, here's the problem: is is really the the size of your backpack is going to be commensurate to how much you can actually carry. Right. Your health and and where you are in age and athletic capability should match your backpack. If you were to consider, so th- there's um, so if you consider right how far you drive in a typical day, mm-hmm. right, that should be the worst case scenario you having to walk. Oh, through. that's an interesting guideline. Yeah. Right. So if you had to, so I uh, work some 20 plus miles from my home. That is a gnarly hike. So I have a 72 hour bag right. in my car mm-hmm. because if I had to hike home, mm-hmm. I'm likely not doing it in one stretch. Right. Right. So then there's a second problem. 72 hours of gear is a decent amount of gear. Right. And hucking, humping 20 miles. Humping. That's what they call it. Really? When you, yeah. Interesting. Hum, like what a that. thing to do with your bag. Okay. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Having to carry all like a heavy 72-hour bag for 20 plus miles, mm. not fun. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So this is where I advocate. I've, I've said this multiple times. My hands are up now. Leia looked yeah. at my hands because my mm-hmm. hands are up. Go to like an REI. Even if you don't agree with them politically, you could just do what you need to do there and then walk out and go buy online if you don't agree with REI. Go to REI. They have like weight bags that you can put in their showroom backpacks. Test out different backpacks mm-hmm. and walk around the store. And I don't mean like 
walk back and forth a couple of times and go, oh, it feels good. Like, actually go up and down the stairs in the store. Walk around. They don't care. Walk out of the store. <laughs> Run. Run out of the store. That's the fastest way to test. Like, because in, in a situation where you need to bug about, there might be people chasing you. Who better than the employees of REI to test that out? They're fit. They're fit. They do a lot outdoors, right? This is literally the Costco sample thing. Trading for the end of the world by running out of an REI. And then you and then you do. stop and you go, thanks for helping me test the bag, Thank guys. You for, that was for my testing yeah. for, the, for the SHTF <laughs> scenario. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. Appreciate it. Hand it back to and hand it back. And by the way, this is a pre-filled by me. My name is Josh. I'm a prepper. 72-hour bag that I filled up for my items. You can just hang that up and sell it. That's like a custom job. That's for you for free. <laughs> And just pull, like totally gaslight your way into preparedness success. Just completely, hey, you you know what? You passed the test. You caught you me. You guys are good. You guys are good. You caught you caught the most serious seventy two hour bag preparer on the internet. You caught me. Do you know how many REIs I've done this in? You're the first one that's caught me. I got a bunch of these at home. <laughs> you know what? They're all in my trunk. They're all yours. You can sell them. That's the prize. That's the prize. You did it. Congratulations. 30 stores later. I'm a wanted felon, but that's how committed I am to the cause. <laughs> so seriously, go test the backpacks in the REI and find the ones you like. But here's the thing, right? So... I am I am of two minds on this, and Adam is probably listening right now, and he he's probably shaking his head. I'm going to hear from Adam here in the future. I, I, I have two minds on this thing. When it comes to a 72-hour bag, <coughs> you're probably looking at like a 40-liter bag. 40 liters is going to be what you're looking for. Um, Adam laughs at you. <laughs> yeah, Adam laughs, and I carried a whole grill. <laughs> um, but no, he probably, I don't know, he probably doesn't, because he's still like, 40 liters is a relatively good weekend bag, right? Okay. Just straight up weekend bag. It's really going to come down to like how much weight you can save and what stuff you actually need. But I will say the one thing I learned from Jerry is that sternum straps, he he, he was not a fan of sternum straps. And I seldom use a sternum strap anymore, but I do like a good hip belt. So do focus on the hip belt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What are you doing, Leah? All right. I Leah is playing with a gel blaster. I just I put it in sniper mode. <laughs> Putting it in sniper mode does not mean turn on the laser pointer. <laughs> no, I also dropped this arm thing. To... That's not what that's for. What is it for then? So in a real Mac 10, that arm thing slides out and then the whole back end slides out. It's actually a buttstock and it shouldn't open as far as that has. The oh. fact that it slid down that far is already a problem. That is not a good representation representation of a Mac 10 copy. All right. The next <laughs> The next topic she gets into is where do you store your go bag? She's very thorough. Mm -hmm. I, I really appreciate it. In your frunk. Okay. So she keeps her go bag in the front hall closet. Uh, like she that. says under the bed would make sense too, especially if you have roommates or a communal space not available or safe. Um, some people keep it in the garage near the car. 
Uh, <laughs> she said, I don't know if I've ever met anyone who keeps their car in the garage, though. <laughs> That's very true. I do. I know one person. Oh, I know one person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, some of the people keep their go bag in their car, but keep in mind that that makes it more vulnerable to thieves. It makes it more vulnerable. And then some of the things in the car that would be that have an expiration date could reach the expiration date faster because of the temperature shift. Sure. All right. Well, there's also an emergency kit. Uh, and I will just go ahead and drop this in the show notes. It is very thorough. This is a fantastic recommendation. Thank you so much, Greg. It's already on the Discord HRCC podcast chat. So you can just go grab it there. Yeah, but it's also going to be in the show notes. So thanks, Greg. Thanks. And thank you, Margaret Killjoy. I love it. That's it? That's it. What's that noise? Believe. It is a primitive form of communication known as Morse code. You're right. I'm at a lot of practice. Stop it. Stop what? You're talking about me in Morse code. What the hell is he saying? It seems they're getting a signal. Old Morse code. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. We got contact. We got contact. All right. Are you still requiring that I do the keying of the codes right now? Or are you like, you think you're like, good. Are you going to add a letter? I don't know where are we at right now. If you like, uh, we did K M R S S. Was S a, was that one week you've done S, or is this the second week? This, I thought last week was the second week. Oh, are you? I mean, are you ready for another letter? Yeah, if, but you got to go through the original letters first. Okay, then I got to go get the key. All right, so okay, good. We got our key here, Leo. What do you remember? So I'm gonna start giving you some characters, right? Okay. Let's see what you remember. M. M. K. 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 S. S. R. Oh. That was weird. Kind of lagged out on me. R. R. M. M. Okay. Great. Yeah. I think you, you got it. All right. So let's, uh, let's do what's the next one. Oh, you. So U is, oh, it's not doing the thing. Oh, you. Oh, you. U is, oh, there it is. Okay. Okay. Got it? Mm -hmm. You? Yeah. You got it? I'm not sure. Here we go. By your three, two, one. Oh, I see what they did there. Did you like that there at the end? Can you play it again? No. You got to tell me what you heard. Uh, U U R. No. K. K K U U. Nope. Nope. Okay. Then. K K R, R R R, U U U U, then S. Okay. Let's do it again. Okay. There we go. Three, 
a two of one. Dude, that middle one would have messed you up really hard. I'm really interested to see what you've got on that one. Oh, I only copied like uh, six letters. Oh, man. Okay, so what's the beginning? S? Yeah. M? No. Two S's, then an M. Okay. U, U? Nope. It was a U, then an S. Mm. And then an M, a K, a U. Yeah, that I totally space U U M S. So this is where it starts getting a little bit harder, right? Because now yeah, you got four. Yeah, so hard. Are you ready for that? You want to do it one more time, or are you done? Uh, let's do it one more time. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. <laughs> You lost it. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally lost it. You lost on the third character, right? Yeah, yeah. So it went, it went U U, and then it hit you with an S. Mm. So the U is, you know, again, it's did it da, did it da, and then they hit you with did it it, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> so scary, <laughs> so fast, <laughs> so fast with, with the character, and then they give you a K da 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 da, mm. and then it was did it da. Did it all. And then the next one was actually you are, which is a useful one because it's did it all, did all, did you are. Yeah. And we use that a lot to give. That's right before we give a signal report. Mm. So that's like, OK, all right. All right. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was challenging. That's very challenging. That was very challenging this week. So this is like, you know, it started out a little, little easy, a little easy, but it starts getting harder. So we'll probably be on you for a little while. Yeah. I'll be on you for a little while. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Lance. You know, I just had a thought about how much uh, I want to go to Knott's Berry Farm. Why? Uh, just such old-timey things. I thought you said we're done. Well, we have passes till the end of the year. Oh, but so we're not. We should use them. So we're not doing the passes at all. We're done. Yeah. We're do it's just not going to work with the schedule that we have now. Okay. Got it. Well, hey. It was, it was fun while it lasted. We definitely like uh, Knott's Berry Farm, but. Yeah. And we bought like all the grandparents' passes. Not We we have not gone with well, them they... once. Oh, then we got to fix. This time is right because October is a good time to go to Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, because it's all spooked out right now. It's, yeah, it's all and spooked then out. It goes from being spooked out to being Christmased out. Yeah. They're actually yeah. pretty good season time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So the show topic. All right. So today's so discussion point. Today is, go on to the show. Right. The, the topic of today's show is. Gentlemen, let's, let's get, get down, down to business. So today's show topic is the secret thing your HF antenna can do. What? It can do a secret thing. Actually, it's it's not that secret, but. If you stumbled into Clip amateur bait. radio, yeah, I know, right? If you stumbled into amateur radio via CB, for instance, then for some of this stuff might appear like, I didn't know we could do that. I wasn't Maybe. aware this is something HF could do. And this is not an attack on, you know, people that came to ham radio from CB. It's just generally more of a, you know, ground wave or very specific, you know, CB antenna type world, right? When you start getting a little bit longer uh, with lower frequencies, you start getting longer wires in the air and all that stuff. And so you get into this world where many of you likely have a wire antenna. 
right, for HF. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's roughly 65 feet. Some may be shorter, some may be longer. Longer to the tune of 100 foot would be fantastic. So if you have a 100 foot wire antenna up, you're, you're likely already ready to do this thing that you might not already be doing. Maybe they're vertical antennas, like a DX uh, commander that has a you know vertical bit with a L-shaped wire off the end. Hey, that'll work just fine. If that is the case, I highly recommend seeing how well your radio performs on the shortwave broadcast stations. Oh. There is no reason that any of you with any of your HF stations can't tune in to the shortwave stations, including even the AM broadcast stations with the antennas that you already have up. Okay. HF radios. So, you know, um, dusk has kind of always been the time for me to tune into shortwave stations. Okay. As the sun starts to turn, you get to that golden hour and, you know, it, it just goes below the horizon. Um the shortwave stations are actually really, really good. Those broadcast stations in getting some DX stations, possibly drawing them in. Mm -hmm. So you will aim. If, if I'm thinking as a ham radio person, I now think about shortwave the way a ham radio person would do. So what I would normally do here is I would go to the 20 meter band on my radio when it's dusk and tune lower, tune lower down into the shortwave portion of uh, outside of the amateur band. Okay. You could go back to 20 meters and then tune on the high side of 20 meters to get into the shortwave on the high side of 20 meters. I always look at like the adjacent bands that mm -hmm. are next to amateur radio bands. But it's a really fun thing to do, particularly if your radio has a waterfall. You can just kind of like poke around and see where the signals are at. And it's actually really, really fun to see what's out there. Your HF radio should be able to tune above and below the amateur radio bands without any issue. In fact, you can set memory stations oftentimes to the frequencies that you find along your journey uh, through the shortwaves for, you know, for stations you think are fun, interesting. Or maybe you find a really cool DX station and you're like, wow, I'm listening to Lithuania right now. Mm. Um, go ahead and set a memory channel for that, lock that into your radio, and then you can come back to it later. Like, I okay, what they talk about in Lithuania. It, so when you, when you find like those random DX stations, they're obviously speaking the native language. What I found is most, the, the fun part of shortwave to me is the, um, the, the music they play. Oh. Because you're not going to hear like, american top 40 oftentimes in some of those countries mm -hmm. you're gonna hear they're playing the ink spots you know right, right. <laughs> they're playing ska the special specifically. early Teresa tang right all right yeah it's it's always like their music right and so that's kind of actually cool if you pull up like a romanian station and they're playing some crazy music it's like wow you know this is this is really cool because how would you experience that otherwise and how cool is it that you're experiencing it from somebody that's playing it to right. you that you're picking up right it's, it's mm -hmm. a fun experience and until you have done it it's like kind of like is that a thing you can do i didn't realize it's a thing you can do what so, a great way to travel the world yeah right you know if you have a dedicated shortwave radio uh, and you've only ever used it with the metal antenna that's just like on the radio. Oh my gosh, connect it to your HF radio. You could just use an alligator clip. So figure, literally, it's, it's this easy. Take an alligator clip, uh, a piece of wire to another alligator clip. Take the coax. If you don't have a better setup, this is like the, the poor man's way of doing it. Take the coax out from from the your antenna that goes into your radio and just plug it onto... Uh, the alligator clip on the center pin. That's the wire. 
That's your long wire. Okay. So it'll likely do okay. It's not going to be the best thing, but it'll do fine. And and it's probably going to be way, way better on your shortwave radio, assuming you could probably dial back the gain some. Oftentimes, the, you know, dedicated shortwave radios have gain that are tuned in based off of the antenna that's on the body of the radio. When you give it a, a very long wire, like what we're talking about, mm-hmm. you may have to dial back the radio gain as to not overload the front end of the radio, like we've talked about before in the past. Overloading the front end is like deafening the radio, right? So we got to dial that back because you're getting too much information. Right. That 65-foot wire is bringing in too much information than that 5-foot vertical aerial that mm-hmm. the radio's tuned to, right? So keep that in mind. And this would be a really good time if you have one of those SDR dongles I've recommended in the past, like, you know, those $20 dongles and whatnot that you connect to your computer. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of the SDR software titles that you can download, and if anybody's curious, an RTL SDR, if if you searched the big list of SDR software in Google, you'll get back an RTL SDR blog that was posted. But guess what? That SDR software works with almost all of the cheap-ish SDR dongles. Mm -hmm. If you have an SDR Play, um, SDR Uno, which is the software for that uh, device, there is all kinds of downloadable memory channels that are available for broadcast shortwave stations because people have gone through the process of, you know, curating all these different things. And you can just Google them. You can down, you can say, you know, shortwave memory list or shortwave programming list, and you can get, you know, uh, see what what is it? Comma delineated. What what am I thinking of? Oh my gosh, I just totally blanked. CSV. S- mm, yeah, comma separated values. That's right. Okay, so CSV file. Jeez, I had to think of the acronym. I literally said the acronym. No, I know, but I had to. I had to break <laughs> it out in my head. Comma separated values. Anyway, CSV files. Yes. Um, you you can take those CSV files, and a lot of the SDR programs will in in just them and use them as their programming system. And then you can just click. And then what's really cool about that is now you have a known quantity in that there are stations out there that are transmitting on those frequencies, but you can play the whole day-night cycle thing. And so when it's you know dusk where you're at, you might be really good for a lower frequency station to see if you could pick up DX in a foreign country. Okay. And vice versa. And if you have an like one of these uh, USB SDRs, you can instantly change frequencies, like just as fast as you can click, basically. It will okay. change the frequency. So that allows you to, with some of these uh, pre-registered, pre-recorded, pre-copied memory lists, you can jump quickly between very low frequency, very high frequency, medium frequencies, all over the place to see where there is stations transmitting. Okay. Right? It's super, super fun. So, you know, remember the day-night cycle. Remember the uh, transmitting broadcast times of different countries are going to vary, and you're so offset from them that you may not be able to hear them at exactly the same time. So some of those things are going to be um, paramount in understanding. But I highly encourage you, you know, I I appreciate that a lot of you are are single sideband listeners, and you just like to hear two dudes talking Mm -hmm. on ham radio. (laughs) But maybe mix that up a little bit and go a little bit south and a little bit north of the amateur radio bands and, and listen to what your radio can hear, potentially DX from across the world. 
And if you hear a station and it's a good copy or you've got that handy S meter on your radio, you can still send them QSL cards. Radio stations oh. love that. Um, the the shortwave stations, particularly the DX shortwave stations, would love to get an, a, a QSL card from you. Given, yeah, so you can give them a QSL card saying, you know, shortwave listener on such and such frequency heard you at an S5 or whatever it Amazing. is. Amazing. And you can send that international post, and they would love to hear that if you could send that to them. So, yeah, consider it. Not not all stations still do that. You'd have to look up the station, so hopefully you get the call sign of the station when you're, you know, listening. SDRs will help you because it's, you know, in the memories, all that stuff. So, anyway, there's something fun. Um, again, we're all kind of rolling into winter. I'm hoping you're building your antenna plan. You've got your winterized antennas going up or you're doing the final checkout to get you through the winter. And maybe you got a really long wire up and maybe you're going to listen to a little bit of shortwave as you move along. Sweet. Yeah. So there you go. What's happening? The staircase has changed. Remember? Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. Welcome to the email correspondence tower. This is basically your part of the show. All of our wow. listeners, this is kind of the, the, the part of the show that you all drive. Um, well, I, I guess there's plenty of other stuff they do too. Like, <laughs> like the many reviews things. on many things. The reviews on iTunes and whatnot, but um, got a couple of things here. The first building on the email correspondence tower is the physical mail depot. Yes. We got some physical mail. Uh, so the first one. I'm going to give a quick thank you. Yes. Uh, John Amadeo sent me something that was not for podcast, but I want to thank him very much. And if I end up passing my general, you can thank John. I was going to give a secret message to Don John saying that, you know, Operation Limeade is in work. <laughs> we don't know anything else other than Operation Limeade, so we're we're in we're in work. I got a QSL card uh, from AC0DH. Keep up the good work, Josh. Thank you so much. We made a contact on oh that was FT8. Okay, appreciate it. So we got a postcard here. Lamp got a postcard. Ooh, from Vermont. What is that obelisk? I don't know. Hmm, scary. This is, oh, this is the historic Bennington, Vermont. The Bennington Battle Monument stands oh. nine, uh, they, they put the postage stamp on top of it, 900, 306 feet, I think. Um, if that is incorrect, it's because they put the stamp on top of it. High and has an elevator service to the lookout on the floor. The Battle of Bennington was fought in August 16th, 1777, where the Green Mountain Boys achieved the military their military victory. Amazing. Thank you for that. So here is the uh, here's the message. Josh and Leia and Mr. Beavers just wanted to send you something from Vermont, <laughs> Southern Vermont, because that is where I live at 306 <laughs> at 306 feet. So thank you for correcting that because the stamp covered it. The monument, this uh, postcard is the tallest structure in Vermont. Amazing. Wow. Well, did thank, not expect that. Thank you, Nathan. <laughs> Did not expect that. Thank you, Nathan. Uh, let's see. We got another one. This is from Mr. Austin Littman. I think this is a QSL card, but it felt really thick. So I think it's probably a QSL with a, a self-addressed stamp. So I'm going to just open this really quickly and check. Yeah, I think it is. Is that what? Oh. 
Interesting. It's Limeade. Farmer's <laughs> Branch, Texas, N4AKL. He sent me two. Um, looks like... Oh, interesting. This is not... I see. There's not... It's This isn't a QSL card. Oh. oh. What is this? Uh, I don't know. You, you've got me on the edge of my seat, though. Really... All right, that was a nice QSL card from N4AKL with a letter, but that was just for me. So thank you very much. Sweet. So I got uh, something else here. <laughs> oh. Is... All right. So this is from Jared Case. Jared sent me something. This is Leia. This is crazy. I I'm gonna I'm gonna hand this to you. I'm gonna open it. I'm gonna hand this to you, and I want you to tell me what this is. What you think this is? So here we go. Well, it's a blue case blue with case. a zipper. Blue Looks case. like it holds CDs. Yeah. Yep. Tell me what this is. I don't know. On on the front, it's got an embossing. Mm -hmm. The juicer? Mm -hmm. Animation processing software. Editor's toolkit? Is it to make animations? Keep looking. Okay. Okay. Backtracks music library. It's a bunch of music. Oh, with different types: corporate, industrial, atmospheric. Mel oh, Christmas. Hey. What do you think this is for? It's for making animated movies. No, it's from it's for video editing. Wow. Back before the internet was so prominent as it is now. Mm -hmm. Editors like for television shows okay. and major productions would buy this this package. Oh. thousands of dollars people would spend on this kind of stuff. Wow! And he was like, "I used to work in a in a production facility. I'm going to send you this. You can even tell by just this like this is a really nice. It's CD really nice case. Like, yeah. I picked up the CD case. And I was like, "Well, this is really nice." So I don't know what's on here, but I do have a CD-ROM that I can pull stuff off, like rip it off. You guys are in for some musical so, treats. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with all this. It's about to but be ear candy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to take a look at some of them when I get some time. I'm, I'm pretty excited that, that he sent that. So um, thank you, Jared. I really do appreciate that. You take maybe the time. Maybe you can use it to uh, help Ben with his uh, art project. I, I mean, maybe, because if I think about like the animation, I'm guessing that those are all like green screen backed animated things that you can just <laughs> drop onto a video, like weird explosions <laughs> and stuff. The only thing like I don't know is like how old is this? Has the has the license dropped out of some of this stuff? Like I don't I don't know because I don't think the license is in here. I thought that when the copyright falls out, that's it becomes fair use. I don't think it's old enough. Really? I don't know. Well, I guess I guess. I'm trying to think of things that have fallen out and <laughs> they seem pretty old. I mean, if you think about if if you think about uh what a cool gift though. Uh, oh yeah, super cool. Thank you. If you think about the copyright process today, it's much faster than it was then. Mhm. Mm like somebody could have just put a bunch of junk on a CD and sold it and made a profit and it right. could be like super copyrighted by somebody, but they never see it because it ran in like Tallahassee. Right. And the copyright owner was in California, right? Right. They right. never knew. They never knew they were being infringed upon, right? Right. Wild. Now all that's done because we have, you know, AI systems that can actually pull out the, the music and go like, oh no, that's that's this guy's music. So 
if my uh, station goes down because I used copyrighted you know what's really funny? stuff off of a CD-ROM, there you go. I would, on my YouTube videos, I use my brother's music mm -hmm. because then I could be sure it was clean. And mm -hmm. I got a copyright strike from my brother's music. I, I did too. Because YouTube just automatically yep. did that. And then he had to submit a letter yep. <laughs> that was like, no, it's fine. <laughs> That's my sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I actually had um I had somebody copyright claim his music that wasn't him. It was a copyright Oh leech. man. It was somebody who creates frivolous copyright claims okay. and profits off of them. Mm -hmm. And I fought back against it. And I was like, he's my brother. Yeah. And they're like, oh, immediately turned off. The, immediately. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> immediately let go of the claim. I thought that was really funny. But I wanted to go find that guy and hunt him down. But, you know, hey, you know, I got busy. I got busy. With yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're what, leaving. What the... are you going to do for uh, Ben's video project? What? It's I'm a, doing it? It's a, you know, it's like a shoe in if he does a video because nobody submits for film production. I know, but what am I like? Am I, he hasn't told, he hasn't uh, come to me and talked about it. Like, I don't know. We got to whiteboard some stuff. <laughs> He's like, I want to film it now. <laughs> That's not, I mean, I do that. <laughs> that is what I do, but not he like. He learned it from watching you. He learned it from watching you. <laughs> Script nothing. Record everything. <laughs> That's not how it works. If you're doing something like, S not cinematic necessarily, but I'm just gonna ask Adam to help him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't know what he wants to do. He hasn't talked to me. We're just gonna submit Adam's video. Of <laughs> <laughs> him fishing. Yeah. <laughs> just totally copy it. Just repost it. Yep. Just take the clips of him. <laughs> it's just him. Yeah. I think that the. The subject for this year's like national reflection contest uh -huh. is uh, I'm hopeful because <laughs> I'm hopeful because fish. <laughs> that's, that's when is the when is the actual review? Like when is that all the go down? due date? Yeah, uh, October sixteenth. And when do you announce the winners? Well, it's not my program anymore, despite what the current chair thinks. <laughs> Mm -hmm. because she is literally texting me all the time <laughs> but uh i think they select by november who the school's winner is that oh, goes okay. on to the district yeah the district takes about a month or so and then it goes to state and then it goes to national so by about march you find out whether or not Okay. And then if you win at national, like if your piece goes to nationals, you go to where they're doing the national event. Then you go to con. What? Just play the con, the con film festival, and then Sundance, and then yeah. Tribeca. It just cannot be that hard to win in this category. <laughs> it can't. So the, the topic is I'm hopeful for? I'm hopeful because what would be more amazing is you help Edison, who's in the kindergarten, he's like at the, it's kindergarten to second grade, and he's like right at the oldest age. <laughs> Just smoke some kindergartners. Just smoke them. <laughs> well, I mean, after the, the painting over here, that ridiculous picture, 
That's visual arts. Visual arts is the hardest category to win at because everybody enters that category. Literally, there was only, for our school, there was only one entry in photography. <laughs> it wasn't even on theme, but it won because it was the only entry. Well, so what is, I'm hopeful because, what is he? That's the theme. What is he hopeful because? Does it matter what he's hopeful about? <laughs> Or does it matter what the judges want to see? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was, I'm very much in the, uh, in the I'm horror. Hopeful. I'm hopeful because of ham radio. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> I'm very much in the like horror movie thing right now. Like I'm, I'm getting in, <laughs> oh, I'm getting ready for October. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm hopeful because the ice cream man isn't going to get me. <laughs> We do some Dutch angles of him walking to school. You do some, you do some vlogs from Scary Farm. No, no, no. Like, you know, you do some Dutch angles of him walking to school, and then you do like the ominous, like you you find like you find an ice cream truck, and you record them pulling up, and then you do like the the ice cream man music, probably out of this blue book, this blue binder here. Yeah, yeah. But absolutely. then you super distort it, so it's like. <laughs> and then I dress up as some scary guy, but then you only film me from like the waist down or whatever. Yeah, that's exactly have, like... the, what they want at a national child's right. Art yeah, 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 yeah. Is uh, things that really creep people out. Right. That's... But that's what he's hopeful for because the ice cream man can't get him. Yeah. <laughs> it resolves at the end. It's a good resolution. It's got. But conflict. then it ends like with a question mark. But then after credit scene, kind of wraps it all up. <laughs> false credits false. no no it's like it's like a marvel movie where there's the full credit no it's and then false. It, goes, it would be better if it was false credits <laughs> i don't know what that means it's like when he just makes stuff up he's like starring and then he, he just puts in like weird things like <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> and it just says, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift was in this one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. We're in moving sync, on. sync reunion tour. <laughs> no. That's that's something I'm not hopeful because of. Wow. That's, that's all I got. That's the irony in the movie. See? <laughs> that's my B-roll. I'll make sure to fix some B-roll with that. Man. Well, that means we're moving on to the voicemail annex. If you would like to voicemail our show, uh, we're ham radio operators here, guys, right? We're ham radio operators. Let's make those voicemails punchy. Let's get them <laughs> in there. Three minutes. We're not trying to time out the repeater. Three minutes is your limit. Here we go. What's the number, Leia? That's 562-334-2389. Thank you. Let's go. <clears throat> Hello, this is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu Nathan in Southern Vermont. Hey Nathan. Hello. I'm just gonna be a quick one and it's actually gonna be quick. I just <laughs> have something that's, that's not about me and uh, something a question about um Josh's ten meter uh poda activation video. Okay. I noticed um when he's connecting the the coax to the radio or the rig expert stick pro or whatever it is. That he was doing it real quick. Like I, don't, I was wondering, is that it, it? It obviously wasn't a BNC. He just pushed it on, pulled it off. Is it like a just a a push on, uh, uh, like adapter that you're using, just you so you could do in quick in between? You're not twist, 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 twist. 
on, on all the things. That's so that was my only question. This is Kilo and Mike Alvazulu. Um, just asking a question, getting yep. it, being a good producer to stimulate the conversation. Ah, well, wow. thank you. Well, thank Nathan, you, Chief Head Volunteer Podcast. As Chief Head producer, producer Nathan, <laughs> you didn't watch the Anytone AT6666 video review because I explained my major downside with that radio was that the heat sink blocks a large portion of the coax uh, fitting. So I started using friction fit coax adapters for for that radio. And that's what it was. So there you go. it is a it's kind of like an RCA cable, like friction fit, but it's it's way tighter than that. Um, and you can get them chameleon antenna is where I got mine. I believe I posted a link on that video, the AT6666 video. But yeah, there that's what it was. So keen eye, you caught it. And yes, I did talk about that a bit in uh, in that video. All right. Yep. Thank you so much, Nathan. Uh, hope Josh answered your question thoroughly. I thoroughly answered it. Thoroughly. I grilled a chicken for two hours yesterday. That guy still wouldn't tell me why he crossed the road. <laughs> nice. All right. Very good. Hey, Josh and Leigh. This is Mike WX0MIK. Hey, Mike. And uh, Josh made a comment. You guys made a comment before several times about not following the rules of podcasting. Um, and Josh also made a comment this last one about uh, he wrote the book on it. I'm jokingly. Um, first of all, a little trivia. I actually know the people who wrote the book on podcasting. Um, the podcasting for Dummies. Nice. There's like three versions now, maybe. I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, I personally know holy. Well, don't show them there. our podcast. <laughs> I've been doing listening podcasts since I don't know twenty early two thousands. We'll just call it. And Me too. Um, there really is technically no rules on how you run a podcast. Yeah, it's you a wild west out here. And as all the people are engaged in the content, you're doing perfect. Um, yeah, you can always shift things around like you did with the content, and that's I, I like it a little bit better too. Because I sometimes might get past emails uh, if I'm really busy, but I usually listen to all of them. Um, and so there really is no rules. Now, if you're trying to do a professional, you're trying to do this or that, sure, there might be rules. Are you there saying are no we're not professional? <laughs> just, just do, go have fun, and that's what you guys are doing. I, I really enjoy the podcast, I usually tell you in any way. So oh, thank you. I just to give you that little tidbit. There are no rules. As always, it comes by XML feed, by the audio file, or any kind of file. I don't know. It doesn't matter. So, 73 uh, WX0, thank you. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Mike. Did you drop us there at the end? I don't know what happened. <laughs> we went for a tumble. <laughs> That's. So I know that Adam Curry, who is like the original, he claims to be the originator of podcasts. I know his uh, podcast, his primary one, goes for more than an hour, more than two hours, I think. Oh. So. Um, Pod Save, it's not Pod Save America, it's something else. That's a different, different podcast. Um, but yeah, he's, he also has uh, evolutions of rules of podcasts that come out. So yeah, I, I, I mean, you just have to enjoy whatever podcast. I think that's the biggest rule. If yeah. you're not enjoying it, then I don't know how you're gonna, I don't know how you're gonna make it. Speaking of that, I, 
of enjoying podcasts. I was asked to be on a podcast. I've got oh, to get which back one? to this. The Canadian Prepper Podcast. Oh, I like that one. I'm going to go back to and hang yeah. out with those guys. But I, I'm like way behind. I'm going to go to Canada. Yeah. Yeah? Can I come with you? I like Canada. Nope. Wow. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Hello, HRCC uh, Podcast. I thought I would just let whoever knows that stole my place in the queue. I'm after you now. <laughs> I get it. Stole his place. In the I get it. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Leia. All right. I just wanted to make sure you understood it. That's... <laughs> All right. I really love that, too, where you like, explain the thing <laughs> to me. Ah, uh, yes. It is again Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu. Um, and I just was going to call because it's not worth a, <laughs> an email that um, I was. I saw that uh, Jason, uh, KC5HWV, and Kyle, AA0Z, were going to do a New England, quote-unquote, uh, Poto Rolls. They said they were going to do nine states. There's only six states in New England, so they, they also were going to do um, New York, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. So on Wednesday, today's Thursday, uh, on Wednesday, they went, looks like they went to maybe New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New York and did activation. Wow. And I was thinking, hey, if they come, probably, maybe if they come to Vermont, maybe. maybe uh, they, I think they're going all the way to Maine. To, Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I don't Catch up with them. How, how many? How, how often do you him radio YouTubers come to Vermont? So well, I do want to go to Vermont. Yeah, so I was like, I put on the ham alert, as they suggested, and yeah, I was working. It was like eight thirty in the morning, and they were already activating, um, like an hour away. Almost, it's exactly an hour from my house. Oh, so close. Where they went? It's Fort Dummer State oh, Park, that's which an is, interesting it was name. barely into Vermont, <laughs> like over the border from. Um, Massachusetts and New Hampshire. So they were right there. They were just like, just pop enough where it counts as Vermont. I, I've never been to that park, but yeah, a little, a little far. Exactly an hour. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not leaving work <laughs> and then getting there when they're leaving or something. No, so uh, maybe I, I know they were discussing maybe um, in the future having another uh, meetup or rove or something. I don't know. Whatever they do, and then they also you just do like they went to New Hampshire. YouTubers RV across America. Um, so yeah, this is Kilo One Mike Alzulu. Didn't see Jason in person this time, although I've seen him in person at uh, Hamcation 2022. Yeah, Same time I saw Josh. So Kilo One Mike Alzulu out. Bye. Well, thank you so much for bringing that up, Nathan. So the big goal. This is something that Jason and Kyle had, I guess, been working together for a while, as they wanted to like rack up. Um, so there's a thing on the Poda website where you can rack up states that you operate from. Obviously, we we know this from Ham Solo, right? Going trying yeah. to operate as many states, all the states. Absolutely. So their little journey is going to net them nine states. That's pretty good. Oh yeah, super impressive. So they're going up the eastern seaboard, and they're going to. That's knock the out... best way to do it. You've got to if you're oh, going to yeah. hit a lot of states. Yeah. In a short amount of time, it has to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, like. Um, so they, they uh, Jason did a live stream. He had Kyle on. They talked about the planning, all that stuff. It's actually, you know, really fun trip they're doing together. I think it's I think it's super great that they're doing it. It's a lot of fun. Um, 
Yeah, <laughs> I got. I got Are you nothing. feeling left out? You feel? I mean, left, left out? out in the sense that like I would like to also do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like taking a week off of work, and I just I can't I can't do that with my career. Um, Jason's doing. His... Jason's not taking a week off of work. He's Jason... working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he does YouTube for a living. Yeah. Um, but that's you know his his job now allows him to do that. My job doesn't. But yeah, you know, they're they're totally different things. Obviously, I mean, we could do it in the summer since we're. I don't know. We're doing well. Okay, Leah. Let's also be specific. This is just Jason and Kyle doing Poda. It's mm. not them also trying to wrangle a family. Mm. Right. That's always and the they're thing not that, also trying to see all of the monuments that Leia that... has has lined up that they must see. <laughs> right. So that's that's the difference. Right. Is that you they may are, not know that they're on a but... ham radio journey. They're they're doing a thing. Right. I make some serious travel itineraries. Yeah, you don't. There's no fooling around. There's with you. no wasting time. No. on vacation. No. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> so that's a, a part of it that you know. I think that's why you actually like it when we go to Hawaii because there's very. Well, it depends on where you go to Hawaii. It, Hawaii yeah. is very different depending on which part of Hawaii you go. But a part of the visits to Hawaii always have to include a decent amount of doing nothing on the beach. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> that is. I'll put a radio there. One of your faves. Oh yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Nathan. Oh Josh, mm-hmm. Josh, this yes. is between uh, podcasters here right now, WXO and Mike K here. He's like, hey, one of these podcasts today. Oh well. Um, Sorry. I think what the word you look for is uh, bitrate. And uh, what you can do there is for, I don't know, I haven't looked at your bit rate on the podcast, but for standard talk show podcasts, a lot of them like to do 96 kilobits, I believe it is. Um, that's usually a pretty good one. Um, you know, you don't need to push it way up, especially when all you're doing is talking into a little bit of music. Um, so that's you. what I have heard, at least in the past, for a really good recommendation. Um, I wouldn't go on much lower than that, uh, but anything higher than that isn't necessarily ne- uh, necessary either. Um, so okay. I thought I would um, share that. If you want more tidbits, you know how to find me in Discord. Uh, I've got, well, I am not actively that podcasting, but I have uh, podcasted much, a lot in the past. Uh, so, uh, 7-3, WF0, okay? Thank you so much. Okay. I have made a note. Hello, this is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zoo. Hello again, Nathan. Vermont. And I'm just, because uh, the podcast was delayed for, I don't know, however long, you know, because you're recording it right now. So, I, um, I knew that uh, Jason... And uh, Kyle were going to try into Massachusetts, and I'm not surprised where they activated. (laughs) So as I told you in the last voicemail, I was exactly an hour away from where they activated in Vermont. So they did it right on the border, on the southeastern portion of Vermont, like just right across the border from New Hampshire. Makes sense. Do an activation there. Then you go to New Hampshire. Easy of access. So they said they were going to try Massachusetts. Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Vermont all at once. And where did they activate? 
10 minutes from my grandmother's, two and a half hours away from me. Oh, so, man. And that was also on the border of Massachusetts and Connecticut. Nathan's getting some FOMO. So it all makes sense. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, cool to kind of do the ham alert and follow where they're going around. They're really making good time, and uh, they're definitely on a schedule, and as they should be, because um, they're accomplishing their mission of uh, nine states. So good good for them, and uh, it's all ham radio related, so that's why <laughs> I left this voicemail. This is Kilo on Mike Afazulu. Um, hopefully, this is the last voicemail you hear on this. <laughs> hopefully, that's up to you, man. <laughs> we don't control that. Um, yeah, so y'all get better because you are the champions, my friends. Thank you. And you keep on fighting to the end so you can record our favorite podcast. Okay, that went off. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nathan. There's an there's one last no he said there's one I, last hopefully <laughs> he's in control of this this is it this is how many how many record this is four four voicemails i'm not sure but i mean it's technically like next week's voicemail <laughs> we just recorded hey, it. it's one day friendly neighborhood kilo one mike alazulu um i was if you tell me about jason be, again i swear but i just thought of something um, I saw on Facebook on the the Parks on the Air page, someone asked, because um, <laughs> as it happens, people always are asking, is like, how do I add this park or whatever? People are, so this person was asking, you can't. Can you add like local parks or local things? No. There was a place down in Connecticut, like a Founders Park or something for this um, one of the coastal towns or cities and they wanted they're like hey i like this park i think it'd be a good spot to do a parks in the air or whatever but i don't know i i can't find whether you can do local parks so i just did a quick thing saying it's just the the main uh you you know where parks are allowed so i i won't explain it to you but so then i thought I'm surprised no one has a system or has made a system um for like local parks on air, like I mean that would El be Coda really amazing. Something like that. <laughs> um, so I, I was like, oh, let's chat GPT it. Um, I, I looked, I didn't see anyone online after search for it, but I uh, chat GPT. Let's see what it would take and to make something like that. I'm not able to do that, but just like what chat GPT. Maybe if the Poda guys would just let you clone it. So it explained all the things, <laughs> and it's basically all the things, the infrastructure and all that, which is like. Way bigger than I can do. So, um, and local parks would be so much higher number than uh, parks in the air. But I was just looking at it and chat, and then I'm like, um, "What? What would you name this?" Uh, and I asked ChatGPT and do something good acronym. So it said it came back with Natura Radio Activation. The NRA so would be for that. <laughs> The NRA. So, um, Nailed it. Thank you, Jack TBD, but I don't think I'll go with that. Um, this is Kilo One Mike Alphazulu. Um, not involved with the NRA. Goodbye. Thank you, Very Nathan. Very good. Thank you, Nathan. So uh, Josh and I were talking about how we 
despite having a lot of natural areas and natural preserves mm-hmm. in our areas that we just don't have a lot of potas like around we're us. filthy with parks we just don't have a lot of state so many parks, parks. so and i think yeah. it boils down to the fact that so many of our parks are actually municipally right. or county funded because they're of all sales tax money. Right. They're they're all wealthy cities that can pay for yeah. their own parks. And so they don't have to lean on the state. So like because it's wild to me, like El Dorado Park. Oh, El Dorado Park massive is huge. Park yeah. That's, it's a park where Olympians practiced for multiple lakes. Yeah. I mean, archery. There's a nature preserve there there is nature we we bust it in and we bust in nature from outside the suburbs all all the things you would think would be important for a poda park historic right all these great things uh not a poda because it is county funded right yeah so and it, it seems odd to delineate between whether or not something is a poda based on how the park is paid for you know just saying i'm they got to set a line somewhere. I'm not mad about it. And and somebody... <laughs> well, then how about at least go to county? Go to the county level. Somebody jokingly said in a comment, I, I was saying it's like, one of the reasons why I think Kyle and Jason went to the East Coast is that there are they are filthy with parks. Everything is a state park out there. There are state parks yes. everywhere. Rightfully so. There's a lot of history. It's great. When you look at the West Coast, not so much, right? And um, somebody jokingly said, well, the West Coast gets all the soda, less poda. But we also don't have sodas. Oh, we get, uh, no, we're like, filthy with soda. We, we have... Like in Southern have, California? Oh, my gosh. Southern California has so many soda summits. We have... What's the closest ridiculous. one to us? San Juan Hill down the street. Really? It's like a three-mile hike. Why do you even bother with potas, though? Because you, you can only do a soda time. once a year. Sodas all the time. No, you can only do soda once a year. But Poda, you do every day. Them. Huh? Soda, soda, soda. What do you... You keep repeating the word soda. I'm not yeah. getting your point. What I said, well, then you just go to another soda. Yeah, I know. You, you, you keep soda getting further out. Soda. I mean, this was, this, was, this, was Jerry's, this was Jerry's goal, right? Is that he would get his soda goat doing unique sodas every time. That was his goal. And a beautiful goal. He wanted every one of his sodas to be a unique soda, not duplicate any of them for his you know what should we first should do? 1,000 points, which is really – is totally achievable in California. Well, not completely in California, but really hard. That's very hard. We should do a ham retreat at Catalina. Golf cart around. What are you talking about? On buffaloes. You got to get on a boat first. Yeah. Fly to California, then get on a Just boat. Fly directly into Catalina for the for the Catalina <laughs> wine mixer, Catalina ham and wine yes. mixer. <laughs> and we'll just do we'll do charcuterie boards and wine every evening. Catalina's not a poda. <laughs> Did you know that? But it's a no. Well, okay. It absolutely so, there has to be. So I I have to look into this. I have to look into this. I think Channel that Islands all the Channel Islands Channel make up Islands. one park, but only one of the Channel Islands has the little yellow dot on it for Channel Island Park. There, but they're all Channel well, that's, Islands. So that's so that is what I think. But I was but told that soda. San Clemente is not a poda site. Everybody there said San Clemente is not a poda movie, but, but San Clemente is a, a channel line. But it has a soda. It has a soda. It's a little hill. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a tiny, it's a tiny little guy. It's a little boy. 
Catalina has a soda too. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you can do that. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so, Buffalo. And they have I don't these... want to have anything to do with Buffalo. Why? Because I'm so mad a, at the Buffalo. I, 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 am a, I am a white person that has an appropriate amount of fear of <laughs> natural animals. I'm not your typical but it's get out of my car. Rome. Get out of my car and try to ride wild animals in Yellowstone <laughs> or get right up in their face with a camera. That's not me. That's not me, dog. I grew up respecting wildlife. Like at the same time, I, I, didn't I have you to a ride the buffalo. <laughs> just see I just don't want to be around them. I don't want to be like in their space. Like they can have their space, and I can have mine, and, and we're cool. We're cool. We're cool. There's actually a whole uh, camp setup out in a group camp setup where there's uh, like a tent town. That's it's not like a a transient tent town. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like an eco uh, one of those eco camp resort thingies that might work all right so santa cruz island is the home of k0014 and banana slugs so no. <laughs> and it is the channel islands national park fine so is that it are all the channel islands part of it because it's adjacent island, which I don't think is Santa Cruz Island, is also in that national park. But it, it should well, be. Well, I mean, San Clemente might not count as a POTA location it's because public. it's not. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, but then how many how many POTAs and sodas in, say, Vegas? <laughs> Let's just do a uh, Red Vegas Rock retreat. Red Rock Canyon. Yeah, you got to go in the winter, though. That's a real... <laughs> it was great in the summer. It was great. It was awful in the summer. We were in the... I was in the shade. I was loving life. It was great. It was a lot of fun. That Again, is a really... me, not you, me. Mm, yeah. I was fine. Yeah, I'm just saying. And then, and then at saying. night, just we can go... I'm just saying. Because like, it, it's such a cheap city to fly into. I'm just saying. And it's the transportation around... Uh -huh. Is really cheap too. I'm just and then there's saying. great nightlife. Uh huh. I'm just saying that's. A, I'm just saying. Yeah. So the the old Las Vegas Mormon Fort State Park is a is a poda. That's like literally in downtown. Like that is downtown. Vegas. Mm hmm. Uh, then once you get outside of Vegas, the La Madre Mountain BLM Wilderness Area, which that could be a two for actually. Now that I think about it. Then you have Red Rock Canyon, which I've activated twice now, once without having COVID and once with having COVID. Amazing. Uh, then there is the the Rainbow Mountain BLM Wilderness Area. You can do uh, all four of these in a day easily, I think. Actually, I think that's no problem. Spring Mountain Ranch State Park, you can do all those in a day. All right. Uh, one, they might all be twofers in uh, this this one area. This La Madre Mountain BLM Wilderness Area. Incredible. Let's do it. And then you, you, you want to do a, a. You know what else is out there? You want to do a POTA get together in Vegas? Yeah. And you know what else is out there? That huge ball at Circus Circus is out there. Yeah. But I want to see that thing. Oh, I, I was thinking more of that outdoor store. The pyramid? No. No. The outdoor store. The one that sells boats. And other things. It has like a restaurant that, what is it? It's escaping Bass Pro Shops. <laughs> yeah, Bass Pro Shops has a pyramid now. What? 
Yeah, there's a Bass Pro Shops pyramid somewhere. I don't know that it's in Vegas. Yeah, and then and then great nightlife. You know, that's a that's a great weekend away. There you go. Just and it's uh, Oh, it's in Memphis. Literally. They have a Bass Pro Shops pyramid. It's in Memphis, Tennessee. There you go. Uh, I'm down. When do you want to do this? Vegas we're going to we're going to Vegas in winter? You got a bad record for Vegas in winter. You got snowed in there. I have totally been snowed in there and had to turn around and go stay at, I don't even remember which hotel. It was like Imperial Palace or something. Oh, they're gone. I know, That's they're gone. gone. You had, they're like, you're Asian. You got to go back to the Asian hotel. <laughs> it's good, though. It's good. Is it? You, maybe you could get to the top of the stratosphere and try to operate from there. <laughs> APR's beacon from there. <laughs> Sir, what are you doing? Well, because you can get on the roof of the stratosphere to get on that ride, remember? No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get on the ride either. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I have no desire to do that. Stratosphere is old now. I don't know that I want to be anywhere near the stratosphere. <laughs> All right. Well, just think about it. Okay. We're going we're gonna to do that. When? I don't know. I just have the idea right now. Like November? You know what? I think it's because I'm itching to go to Vegas. I forget... What oh. Vegas was like the last time I went to Vegas, and then I suddenly want it. I think it happens every two years. I get a Vegas itch, and then I go, and then I come back so tired, and I go, "This was a terrible idea." I don't. I came back more tired than when I left. <laughs> yeah, Vegas is never like. I, yeah, I never really go to Vegas and be like, "Wow, next week, huh?" <laughs> no like never when i was in no when i was in no, college never, never. and post-college we were there every other week easily las vegas easily yes you lived a crazy in, life but in part because best friend cj was mm -hmm. a pharmaceutical rep mm -hmm. and he had a company car and he had and then we had two friends that were risk investment managers which essentially meant that they were gambling company money on behalf of the company as an investment strategy, right? So then they were racking up like free rooms. Were they good at gambling? There's an entire method. Rex was one of them. Were they all blackjack players? Uh, poker, blackjack, whatever. They just go to the high roller room and they and they said that really the key mm -hmm is you can tell at the beginning of a couple of hands at any given table whether or not it's going to be a good run for you. That is and a total if it's, and if it's nothing burger. Not, the, they did it for years. That's total BS. Anyway, this so for, all slush so imagine money. This is all slush money from from oh this is insane. So imagine you can tell in a couple of hands. You cannot tell in a couple of hands. That's actually not how any of this works. In I blackjack in particular. Statistically, what you're saying. Thank you. Thank okay. you for getting on board yes. with the, the with the reality of this. But imagine yeah. being a newly twenty one year old. Oh yeah. And you got a okay. bunch of twenty year olds dudes who are like, I got free money that I'm getting. Free rooms. With. Oh come on. Yeah. Co comps all the things, free transportation. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vegas all the time. Oh yeah. yeah all yeah. the time. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I did not live that life. We wow. used to do turnaround trips. That is insane. That's insane. Like we would drive out there, party, then go grab breakfast and then go back home. 
that is. <laughs> but it was. I mean, that's not so bad. It was two a two hours, and a half. It was. It was a two and yeah. a half hour drive yeah. from where we were. Two and a half hours isn't that bad. And now it's like three hours, which three and a half hours, four. But the the traffic to Vegas has gotten so it's, bad. It's gotten bad. Like we. Well, I mean, we did it real fast. Yeah, in the middle of the night. Yeah, that was that was a, that was a three hour. No, it was two. Two from the strip to Whittier. Yeah, yeah, two hours. That's impressive. You were speeding most of the way. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I was not. Anyways, but if we did that, I don't think we could take the kids. That's kind of the the for the poter trip. What I was worried about the dog. You're worried about the kids. Oh, you're trying to have fun. Well, no, it's just no, it's, what are they going to do? What, Las Vegas is all about kids now. Everything's video games and other BS. Oh, so you don't want me to operate ham radio. No, no, you no. You want no. me to be Hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> also bring out your mom. <laughs> and we have your mom take the kids. My mom has no interest in Vegas anymore. Except maybe we could take her to the Wynn Buffet, which is mostly seafood. Okay, so then, but then she has to watch the kids. That just seems, that seems like not that much fun <laughs> for her. Okay. I don't know if you know this, but when I was a kid. Well, wait, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave the kids with your mom here. And we just go, yes. <laughs> That's even better. When I was a kid and we would go to Vegas. Yeah. Which was maybe a few times a year. My mom <laughs> would go play slots and we would be the kids wandering around the casino floor getting hassled. My first time <laughs> in Vegas as a child, I we went to the hotel room. We did not leave the hotel room. My mom would get up, <laughs> leave the hotel room, and go play slots, come back in two hours, my dad would get up, go play slots, and come back. And they didn't take you anywhere? No. What? No. Like, but you had two-hour shifts. Why wouldn't you just go somewhere? We watched television, and I played Game Boy. <laughs> that was my first experience of Las Vegas. Because I think we went out there to see Eddie. <laughs> and that is what we did. That was the that was the nightlife. The, tripping your, the, the light fandango your parents had the decency to leave you in the hotel room we were on the casino floor i and i think it was um it was the sands we had a room at the sands oh man that so that's like that is the rat pack hotel right right and you you walk into the sands and it's like this is just somebody's house just like much bigger <laughs> that's what it felt like it just felt like somebody's big house the pool, it was somebody's big house that was it it was just somebody's like slightly larger pool it was the original airbnb <laughs> Dude, it was like it was not that impressive and we all like rolled up and we were like this is like <clears throat> the pool's like not that big like everything's just kind of like meh and so we got into the room and we're just like all right I, I remember guess. my earliest memory of going to Vegas. Because this is back when you you couldn't have kids rolling around. There's no arcades or anything like that. Circus Circus, like, I don't even know if Circus Circus was the thing at that point. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was not kid-friendly. No. Back then? All. No, no, no. What I distinctly remember, my first memory ever 
was we were they used at to the give you handcuffs. You could, you could you could handcuff your children to the radiator. <laughs> That's what they did. No kidding. My mom was at uh, my mom and dad slot machines at the Golden Nugget. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm walking around and because oh they're just like eff it. They're oh, just yeah, like yeah, let yeah. the kid roll. Yeah 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 yeah. And I was literally getting hassled. Like if people were like, like what? Is this? what? What do you want? What do you want, dog? Did my parents not spend enough money, pit boss? Am I not comped to stroll free? But what I remember the most was actually the Golden Nugget had a ton of lights on the outside. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So many lights yeah, yeah, yeah. that you could not tell. It had windows, which is yeah. very rare in a casino. There's windows, but because of the lights, it just looked like daytime all the time. It was like flashing, pulsing. <laughs> and when... Well, mo- mommy, the sun is pulsing brightly today. <laughs> but when we went outside, it was night. <laughs> and I was like, so disoriented. Mommy, I'm he- I have head pains. And the most recent time I have been in a building mm-hmm. where I did not understand what time of day it was it anymore. Was the Kaiser. No. Oh. It was when we went to Bolero for a birthday party. Oh, yeah, party. yeah. That'll do it to you. The Bolero has everything so blacked out and they mm-hmm. make it feel like a club and the arcade is like Kids Vegas, mm-hmm. right? It genuinely, it was 11 a.m. and it felt like nighttime. It felt like club time. I I felt like I had lost a whole day. And I was like, what time is it even? Is here? it tomorrow? <laughs> Did I spend a whole day at the Bolero? <laughs> oh man. Edison did win of the four games played. He won two of them. Edison? Yeah. Just like roll bowl? Was it bumper bowl? Oh yeah, there were bumpers. Up. Okay, but the other kids were terrible. All right, well, they were. <laughs> Edison is competitive, so competitive, and I so I had given him a few tips from. Oh, rest good! In, I'm so glad you are giving. Well, him tips. rest rest in peace, dear friend, Will Williams. Will Williams, yeah. Uh, just like Master Sergeant, yeah. Master Sergeant Williams. Will Williams, um, and at first he didn't want my advice. Oh, but I gave Ben the advice, and then suddenly Ben's game improved. And then Edison was like, "So, what did you tell my brother?" <laughs> so, what is it you <laughs> that I didn't want to hear earlier? <laughs> what is it that I made you feel bad about telling me? Because I knew everything at that moment, but then all of a sudden, my brother started winning, and now I'm uh, I'm feeling pretty competitive. <laughs> so. Because they were doing this whole thing where they were they were trying to get the ball to like roll from the beginning of the lane. And I'm like, you're losing all of your momentum just by bouncing it. Well, not by trying to roll it from the beginning of the lane instead of trying to throw it as far down the lane as you can get it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know. You what gotta you're chuck about. that ball as far down well, the nobody, lane as you can get it. Nobody ever doesn't say that. So what were they trying to do? What do you mean? They were, you know, where the line that you yeah. can't cross is. That's yeah. where they were starting to roll the ball. That's where the ball. Was oh, they weren't backed back. up from that. No, no, no. Oh, no. They okay. were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, 
you are do you see how much your ball is slowing down? Yeah. And what you want is the most momentum from your ball so that you are slamming those pins and they are slamming into each other. Right. This is your goal. So for Ben being like so like I'm all about physics blah blah blah. This is his game. Yeah, he bowling really liked is it. Like the physics, he was game. very upset that Edison. Oh, Edison, yeah, yeah. well, that's pain point for him. We should go back to Bolero and then make them play no bumpers. Yeah, you know what? I'm never going back to Bolero again. I don't oh. know where you get off charging that much for a you know what? I miss you should look at Top Shot. Top Shot is like offensive. I miss the days before mm-hmm. they turned bowling alleys into clubs. I'm fine with bowling alleys being pretty run down. <laughs> I like them. The- you know what? I like bright lights, <clears throat> run down, and I can smoke in them. <laughs> and the main source of business is a league. Okay, <laughs> like I don't need you Dudes. throwing fancy birthday parties where you've got flowers everywhere and decor. I don't need to hear okay? Kesha when I bowl. Thank yeah, you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, this talk has gone on far too long, Leah. It is time to mount and climb the email correspondence tower. All right. How can people email you with your ham radio questions? Tell us your story of ham radio. Or if you have a merch idea, the other thing that funds this whole podcast is hamtactical.com, where you can go with, for what I think is the funniest and best T-shirts and merch that exist in the ham radio market. Tell me I'm wrong. You can email us tell and, and tell me I'm wrong at Leia at hamtactical.com. There it is. All right. The first email is titled Uncle, and this comes from Douglas V. My friend's wife's Is he the My, man from my uncle? wife's friend's oldest child calls me uncle, as do my cousin's two kids. That's in our family too. Just everybody is uh everybody's an uncle. If, but I think also what we said last week is is important. I think yeah. kids are far too quick to call people an uncle when yeah. they should be a little bit more cautious, yeah. I think. Yeah. But m- my, I was. my cousins are 100% aunts and uncles to the kids, and that's how I grew up. Too. Oh, yeah. For, for, yeah. yeah, cousins, sure. There's no, there's no differentiation, uh, really, in title between, like, my siblings and my cousins to my kids. They Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We're not going to do, oh, that's your second cousin. You can't say that. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. My cousin, uh, my cousins are like siblings. Yeah, absolutely. I sure. grew up with my cousins. Not uh, mine, though. Most of them suck. What? <laughs> if, if you introduce the kids to one of your cousins, would you be like, oh, no, this is Mr. Brett. <laughs> like, this is Mr. Brett. <laughs> this is. Uh, We're not related? No, you're related. This is, this is call the authorities Jed. <laughs> this is just Jed. This is. No, this is call the authorities Jed. Because <laughs> he broke out. Awful. <laughs> that, at Leah. You're laughing. That's not a joke. That is not a joke. That's true. That's not a joke. There's no joke. That's a, everybody hide your addresses. That's not a joke. Uh, What is the real name of the Twin Pines Mall in Back to the Future? Mm. Uh, You said it was. So I I said, I said incorrectly, it was the Montebello uh, Town Center. It was not. It was the Puente Hills Mall. Checks out. Yeah. 
I'm also going to start grounding and bonding my station. I am waiting for Arizona 811 to come out and mark the utilities and other things underground. Oh, good. Is Josh a flat earth denier? <laughs> yes. Douglas V. Yes. Yes. I came across a new genre of uh, deniers and it is dinosaur deniers. <laughs> people what people are like if dinosaurs were real wouldn't their bones just be everywhere <laughs> I <can't>. oh! <laughs> okay i don't want to go on another no. diatribe <laughs> but there are people out there who think that if you put something underground long enough that it turns into a fossil, that is not true. The areas where fossils can actually be a thing has to have a certain mineral composition. Right. Fossils aren't bones. They're, they're, it's a mineral imprint that replaces the organic material with a mineral. Yes. I understand right? fossils. But yeah, okay, you get fossils. <laughs> but they, that doesn't exist everywhere. You can't just bury something and then come back, you know, right. however many years later and have a fossil. <laughs> That's a very specific location. Further, usually things that died at that time didn't just have, like, they died in their sleep. <laughs> and then years and years of stuff piled up on top of them, and they're pristine. No, that their bodies got ripped apart and ate because it was a part of but somebody bones else's are life cycle. Organic matter. No, but the point is, is that there's not like any. There's very few intact dinosaurs that have yes. been recovered in yeah, fossil. Yeah, absolutely. They get ripped apart and shredded and pulled all over the place, or they're intertwined with other dinosaurs. But you wouldn't just That's also why the Brontosaurus be, does, is like a weird thing. You wouldn't just be like tripping over bones of dinosaurs. In some cases, They're, sure. Like in the tar pits, that exists. Sure. That's a real thing. <clears throat> but in most places, bones are organic matter. They do eventually break down. Well, they break down and, and are summarily replaced by some other mineral in the cavity of, of pressure. But they don't heat. even need to do that because... In fossils, yes. It, fossils, To become sure. a fossil. But everything else, no, yeah, sure. Yeah. They're just gone. All right. The next email is titled, Hi, guys. And this comes from Frank. I'm a new ham. Hi, Frank. New and, ham, Frank. And I can't tell you how much I like and am learning from your YouTube videos. Well, thank you for watching. I'm you... sorry you found the podcast. <laughs> They're very different. <laughs> Particularly this episode. <laughs> you are a godsend for the new ham. Thank you. Question, I just watched your review on the Anytone AT6666. Oh. I was wondering how that radio compares to the President Ronald 10-meter radio. That is a very interesting numbering convention what? for a radio, 6666. That feels like that's something that should be avoided. Oh, you didn't key into the President Radio Company only naming their radios after presidents? I can respect that. Like that is how they name their radios, which is pretty impressive. Uh, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't used the President Ronald. I haven't used any President radios. I can get a President Ronald right now for close to a hundred dollars with their coupon from Walcott. Nice. A local Elmer sold me a, a quote unquote Elmer sold me a Cushcraft AR10 antenna for next to nothing. So I'm just lacking the radio. I'm currently shopping for a good base station and I can't see me using this much after I get my general ticket, just like you mentioned in your video. Right. So I don't want to spend a bunch of money on it. I mean, a hundred dollars is not 
Yeah, a hundred. Well, I mean, a hundred dollars is different to a lot of people. I don't know how good a President Ronald is going to be on the resale market, but for a hundred dollars, you. I mean, I think you'd recoup most of that. Well, I don't know about. So I, I like to say that maybe maybe consider that that's money lost. Sure. And you're not going to recoup it. What you're going to do is you're going to give it to a technician that you find in the future, where you become the Elmer, and you're going to have that radio. And they're a new technician, and maybe you'll re-gift that antenna that you were gifted, or you'll help them build a 10-meter antenna of their own, and then you give them the radio. Oh, 100 bucks. Nice. Yeah. 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 Um, so look at it that way. You're not there yet, but you will be in the future. And if you have it, then it's like, okay, you can give it away. All right. Well, Frank signs off. Thanks again, and have a great Sunday. 73, Frank, K-O-6-A-E-J. Yeah, it, it should. It's it's worth mentioning that, like, I brought you all into radio. I tricked you. I brought you into radio, not so that I just got you here, but that you keep radio alive. You got to be the next people to get people involved in Absolutely. radio. Absolutely. I'm not doing this forever. This I, is an interesting like, shift. Okay, so I, I have to talk about this. Okay. Because I feel like for a very long time in society – there was this concept of anything that you were getting a benefit from, you needed to in some way give back. That's why there was such a massive number of service clubs like the Elks and the Optimists and things like that, right? Like you live in a city, you benefit from the city, so then you do community service in return in that city, whether oh. it's your church or through the school oh, or you whatever. Felt, you felt that that was just a give back? That was just an internal networking, and that just grew their own businesses within the city. Oh, I didn't realize that. That but was just a that was just a networking venture, like the Elks, the Rotary Club, all that. Yeah. Like those are just oh, those are just Freemason spinoffs. Yeah, what you're just, saying they're just they're just uh, fraternity fraternities. Well, that's kind of an okay word where you just intermingle with the people that you are members of, and you boost each other's businesses up. That's what happens. But like, they would always do some kind of community service. Yeah, but the, the dollar amount of that is nothing in compared to the dollar but amount it, that it doesn't matter. There was an of expectation other. of community service. Sure. Right? But now what I see is that people expect that when they are, one, that the government's a given, right? Like, so you live in a city, whatever those city leaders well, decide to do. significantly since those, you know, groups were founded, of course, right? Sure. Then schools, mm -hmm. it's a very like the expectation is, oh, there's a bunch of uh, stay at home moms that are doing all the volunteering for schools. The PTA right? moms. Yeah. Right. And dads went to work. Moms. Right. But now. Yeah. And then uh, you have like obviously churches still have this uh, a strong sense of community. But then all of the other. Uh, kid groups, right? Mm -hmm. You do a, sp a sport, for instance. Your kid does a sport. <laughs> You're sporty. This is... You can do a sport. It is an... Ex now it is an exchange of money for... So much money for sports. Oh, my God. For yeah. goods and uh, for... So many for, goods, particularly for, if it's hockey. Yeah. And for whatever the team fee is, and that is... That is all you're required to do. Just And then you have a certain number of parents who still have that mindset where, well, if I, my kid's going to be involved in this, mm -hmm. I am also going to be involved in this. One, because I want to know who the parents are that 
are running everything and leading my kids because if you're off the rails, I don't think it, regardless of how much my kid likes this sport, his, your team is not for my kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But a lot of parents are just like, oh, well, I'm going to drop my kid off and I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There's one thing I'll say that there's something I miss about what? like everything growing up. It's the banner of the soccer team in AYSO. What do you mean? When I was a kid, you'd go play a game of soccer. Yes. And they would put up a banner. Yeah. And the banner was like six feet wide. Sure. Four feet tall. Okay. And it was your your logo. And yeah. it was like Team Moms made this. Yes. And it was all Now felt we buy them. You know, whatever. Like that was. Now we just buy vinyl signs. And that cost it, it was almost like, it almost like you got psyched out by how good the banner was of the team you were oh, playing. yeah. Like that was a yeah. whole thing. I didn't really, th- this is like you unlocked a core memory uh-huh. In, in in talking about this, like I didn't really think about that. So when uh, probably my best time in AYSO, I played AYS. I played I Ways. It. I played a. I played Ways and AYSO. Um, my best time there was a, a coach. God, I can't remember his name now. But the team was those guys. That was the name of the team. Okay, those guys. We There's those guys again. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, they <laughs> those guys won again. Yeah, that kind. Of, that was the whole concept. It, we didn't do that great or or anything, but like he was just like the best coach. Like, yeah, it was. We just had really good time. I had the I had the best. I had the most. I I I wanted to go practice. Yeah. I wanted to go play soccer. Yeah, when I was on that team. Right. We didn't win. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like. You you gotta win, or I'm gonna make you do you know blah blah blah. It was just like the the love of sport, right? The enjoyment of doing it, even when you lost, when we would lose a game, it was still super upbeat, and, he, and everybody was just like, "Yes, I like." I, I I'm not to, not to draw this back to like ham radio or anything like that, but I would like to be like that of ham radio for people to just say like, "Yeah, this is a fun thing you can do. We all should be doing this." If you're interested in it, I want you to do it. But at the same time, like, I'm not going to be the coach forever. Yeah. Right? And even even though I may be coaching, I want you all to coach too. Mm-hmm. I want you all to bring people in. And that's that's kind of hobby. my point. One of the things I really like about the ham radio community is that there, mm-hmm. is, uh, there is a still deeply instilled concept of elmering when you've, when you've mastered something. No, I, I, but see, that's... See that's that's the biggest thing I want to I want to turn the the cabbage cart the avatar cabbage cart I want to flip that thing that over that poor cabbage man and I want to say that you don't have to master it you just have to say let's just let's do it together yeah you, you don't have to be like Elmer feels sage like like I'm the sage of knowing you come to me and I will answer your questions no it's I want to do a thing do you want to do that thing? I, I, yeah, I want to do that thing too. Well, let's go do that thing together. Yeah, you can talk on the phone. You can talk on Discord. You can talk on, you know, whatever it is. You, you kids using Teamspeak these days? I don't know. You can figure it out together, and you can work through the process of learning together. That's a thing that I, I think that um, here, here, here's my whole next, my next thing on ham radio mm-hmm. is that there's too much of this like the knower and then the learner. 
Right. Like, there's too much of this difference. Like, this, mm-hmm. I need a Gandalf. I, I have to find my Gandalf. But <laughs> where's my Gandalf? <laughs> there, there, that's not, that's not most of the time how the world works anymore. You, you're lucky if you can find yourself a Gandalf. They exist. They're still out there. And boy, howdy, if you find one, great. But most of the time, it's not about that. It's, hey, we got three or four people. What are you guys all doing? We all live next to each other. Why don't we grab a pizza on Saturday, go to so-and-so's house because he's got the antenna. Let's see if we can figure this thing out. Yeah. Like That's this, a good idea. this should be the dudes like, you know, Dave, like Dave with the let, let's build a hot rod in the garage. Yes. That's a community of building something. Yeah. Like that's a community. Like it, it's his group of friends that get together and they do something. That's what I want to see with ham radios. I want it to just be like a thing that we practice. It's not this transmission of the knowledge. Right. Open your mouth and I will, you know, here you go. Here's but the though speaking of the transmission of the knowledge, if anybody is important. going so to the, I want to say, Firestone uh, Scout Boo Fest in October, Josh, it's the same weekend as Jamboree. Well, um, and Josh, we, we haven't gone to that point yet, but. There is a uh, Boo Fest is coming up, which is the same weekend as Jamboree on the air. Yeah. I will be on the air for Jamboree on the air. Yeah. But if you have a scout mm-hmm. in the area that has access to Boo Fest, come on out. Come on out and help uh, help a bunch of kids get on the air. Right, 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 right. Because, you know, it's not just our pack. That is the entire area's Boo Fest. It's going to be a massive number of packs. Oh, good. Yeah. So, and you are one ham. I I is I is one ham. And I got to get a big old need, battery. We need more hams <laughs> to be I, at Boofest. <laughs> I, I I realize that I when is this exactly? <laughs> it's like the second to last weekend in. Okay, I gotta buy. I gotta buy some things. But I'm I need saying, a big battery. I need a so big battery. If if you are going to Boofest, uh, Kevin. I don't know, Kevin. That, I'm gonna talk to Kevin. Oh, you gotta talk to Caesar. Hmm? You gotta talk to Caesar. He is a part of a council for our. No, I'm talking about my. I need a big battery. Oh Kevin. no. Oh, I'm talking about Caesar the Ham, who is on the council for our uh, BSA area. But anyways, yeah, come out. If you were on the fence about signing up for Boofest, sign up for Boofest. Oh, particularly if you got kids and yeah, if you're yeah, please. We're gonna we're gonna be doing a ham radio thing. I, I will have need um, more hams. I you don't might, even know. You might need to recruit some hams that don't even have kids because I don't know how you're gonna do it on your own. What do you mean? Do an activation out there for all no, the no, kids. No. Let's go. Okay, we we gotta scale back what what Jamboree on the Air is. Jamboree on the Air isn't like, I got to get 10 contacts. It's not that. It, it's not that. I'm, it's, I'm, what I'm saying, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. You're not s- letting me finish. No, but you're not letting me finish. But, but I, <laughs> you already finished. You you leaned back in your chair and reclined. The, the statement of, I am done. I'm, I'm just saying that there's going to be a ton of kids at this event, mm-hmm. and you are one ham with mm-hmm. one radio. How much better would it be if you had multiple hams with multiple the, radios? The problem is— Because you're not going to get them all on the air if it's just you. The, the problem is is that, like, I don't know how many hams are going to be breaking out, like, HF stations. I'm going to be—I'm literally bringing the go box with the waterfall. I got the 7300. I'm doing the whole thing. Requires coordination. 
I'm not saying not, I'm not not coordinating. I'm just saying that this is my station. I will run as many people through this as I can. Jamboree on the air is specifically to get like scouts on the air. Yes. That's it. It's not like you have to get so many scouts. There's no number associated. To I it. understand. Just get them on. But the there is a certain number of scouts at Boo Fest. <laughs> do, you, do you understand I, what I'm saying? And you're gonna have a long line of kids. Okay. Who are like, I want to try that, and you are one ham with one radio. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know what else. Like, what am I supposed to do? Get a club out. I think. Get, like, what are you talking? Like, I don't even know how many. Well, I think How we talked to Caesar. How big is it? It's Boofest? massive. It is multiple, multiple packs in the area. It covers, I think, it's at, at the very least all of Pio Pico, if not multiple councils okay. in the area. All right. Give me Caesar's contact. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk to Caesar. Yes. Caesar, if you're listening, you and your daughter. <laughs> Caesar, we need HF radios, apparently. <laughs> I have plenty of antennas. Well, actually, let's just talk. I've got pretty much everything, so we can, we can cover it. All right. The next email is titled Question for Discussion Anonymous. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Uh -oh. Poda question. Can a general work and log poda outside of the general portion of the band if they have an extra class operator with them, but the extra is also working poda on the same radio? So a two operator activation. I think the answer to this, and you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is you can work in the extra portions, no. but those if you have another no really no because it's not his call sign right he cannot use his own call sign correct he has to use the extras call sign correct so he would not be activating the poda correct it would it, the extra would be activating the poda correct under the general's efforts yes <laughs> yes you're my intern of poda <laughs> you must make me contacts. No, yeah. yeah, no, you you're 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 using his yeah. call sign. Yeah. You can you can make the contacts. Yeah, make the contacts for that guy. None of that falls under your That's call sign. nothing for you. Yeah. That's not you. All right. That's Hope that you. answers your question. Is that did we do it? I think yeah. we did it. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think we did. The next email is titled Poda and Call Sign Changes. And this mm. is from Zach. In response to the question in the last podcast about the poda website logs and achievements when you change your call sign your previous logs and activation move with your new call sign oh. all the stats on the leaderboard for parks change to your new call sign no new account required on poda you just update your call sign in the account settings it even shows other call signs and your old call sign on your profile page so people don't get confused when they pull up your page looking for an old contact I have not found how they change the email on the POTA website, so I still log in with my old call sign email. The POTA website handles new call signs better than some other services. Most I, definitely. It sounds like it. <laughs> I cannot say enough how thankful I am for not just the concept of POTA, but the logistics and infrastructure that the Seriously. people behind it have built. What a labor of love. It is head and shoulders above most other amateur radio things that we have in our arsenal it is one of the best and i give you all of my kudos excellent as a tangent in the journey for a short call sign i found some great resources to learn how to more successfully get a desirable call sign my top tip 
is that when there is a competition, i.e. multiple people applying for a call sign, only applications that are received on the first day it is available are considered. Hmm. What? I saw a lot of people throw away the $35 fee by applying early or late for a call sign. AE7Q website has forums with FAQs, so spend some time reading if you're serious. Uh, Zach has dropped some links. I will put them in the show notes. Thank you for those, Zach. I'm happy to share these resources with the great HRCC podcast community, but in the competitive world of one by two and two by one call signs, the less people that know this information makes it easier for you to get one. So share this information responsibly. <laughs> Zach, K7FC, formerly N7ZJL. Thank you so much, Zach, for sharing that uh, valuable information that maybe some hams may be more secretive about. They don't want you to know that. That's how they have three call signs and you only have one. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for that update on the POTA website. That's fantastic. All right. The next email is titled Huntsville Hamfest, Roast My Shack, and New Toys. And this comes from the Leatherman West. The Leatherman. Good evening, hosts, and good morning slash evening to the listeners. Per my last email. <laughs> per my last email. Take that. I was to meet Josh at the Huntsville Ham Fest. Well, it happened. On my last walk around of the show, I spotted the man with the monopod and orange shoes. Josh, it was a pleasure meeting you. And thank you for the interview on your channel about my new tactical lunchbox, the 897D. It was like out of a movie when you f fist bumped me and, and I introduced myself and you turned away. And then I said, the Leatherman, and you said, that Wes. I had to laugh. I wish I could have stayed, but I drove five and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, that was a short, we had a short, short moment together. Oh, that's he's, too he, bad. Yeah, that was that was sad. We, we should have. Especially about how lovingly Wes told a, a holster for, for you. For my HT. Man. I know. Uh, Wes, I obviously, obviously I know it's that Wes now, but yeah, oh, man, like it's, it's tough when I do the live streams cause it's like, go, go, go. But yeah, I, I wish we, I wish we could have got hang, wish we could have hung out longer. Yeah. Well, Wes yeah. says that he drove five and a half hours there that morning and had to drive five and a half hours back that afternoon. Oh, that's a long day of driving. Mm hmm. The last Rate My Shack live stream was the entire reason I joined the Discord, and to see it revived again was awesome. While I did not submit my shack this time, I look forward to the next time and really enjoy looking at other people's spaces. One thing I think that is not utilized more is the use of server racks. I have a 12U rack in my shack with mm -hmm. all my power distribution, auto-tuners, and meters. Mm -hmm. The only thing on my desk is is my radio and the small RM Italy MLA 100 amplifier. This server rack really helps hide the cable management issues and typical desk clutter of a ham shack. I laughed when I saw the photo of the radio with the gaming joystick. I had literally met that guy four hours earlier in the parking lot of a truck stop to sell That's him that radio funny. because he's local to me. I totally did not expect to see it in the stream later that day. That's nuts. The Discord has brought together more Louisiana hams. So I, I uh, Wes, I love this. And I think that whether or not 
we acknowledge it. That is the future of ham radio. More radios in uh, server racks. Yeah, that makes sense. And that at, at so okay. Here, here's where I think the future is going. The portable ops are still going to be the portable ops, but we're going to have more people that are going down the flex road or the SDR road. And the more people that are doing that are going to realize how functionally amazing server racks are. You can have network aware power switches that have literally power delivery that's controlled by the network. You can have all your blades connected. You can have every your radio and many other things all lined up. You, you can even have your, I don't know why, you can have your repeater in there as well. Why not? <laughs> all the other things you're going to do. The, the, obviously, the, the VHF, UHF guys are already well aware of this because they've already been on, they've been rack-based for a while. But HF is going to go that way as well. The question is like, who's it for? Mm-hmm. The, the remote guys that do uh, single sideband, you're already going to go remote. This is a foredrawn conclusion. If you didn't realize that, you're, you're going to start going that way. Um, but CW guys, I don't know how that's going to go yet. That's, that's the one thing I don't really understand. But that's, that's on the list. We're looking at that kind of stuff for the future. But yeah. All right. Well, Wes continues... Okay. If you saw, I had a shack purge last weekend in the HRCC swap discord. I sold everything in a matter of 45 minutes. It was wild. Anyway, I sold all that equipment for this new radio that I'm emailing you with oh. now. Oh. I purchased an IC705 and it arrived two days later from oh. main trading company. I was stoked. This radio is amazing and it, it was my first HF radio that I purchased new. I have been missing out. I'm glad I parted with some of my gear to fund this radio. Finally, a good radio that I can send WinLink emails off of. And Wes signs off, per my last email, thanks for everything you do, sent via Vara, HF, WinLink, Wes, KI5, WES, The Leatherman. The Leatherman. And I agree, the 705 is still, to this day, my one radio. Okay. It, no, in in the concept of like, if you had to take all my radios away, if I could only have one radio, mm -hmm. it's a seven hundred five. Nice. Yep. I also like the look of the seven hundred five, which just does all the things. Yeah. And it's yeah. portable, and it's simple. It's nice. It's easy to use. Well, Wes, next time, uh, spend more time. Hey, maybe it's a maybe it's a Vegas trip. Next time, spend more time. That's Leia's concept of. <laughs> actually that's not Leia's concept no. at all never mm -mm, mm -mm. next time spend more time no no next time more efficient more efficient yeah. do better <laughs> next time do better next time why'd you take so long in the first time yeah <laughs> let's take notes on why we took so long the last time let's do it better next let's time let's acknowledge our failures yes. and realize <laughs> how we can improve Leia is my um so, so everybody probably knows the enemy of good is great is yeah. is one of my favorite sayings. Yes. Leia is why you do good though. Why not great? And why not A plus? <laughs> why not A plus? <laughs> Leia is a proper Asian person that grew up in an Asian family where A's <laughs> A pluses are expected. 
and that's the great Te- tears at B pluses. <laughs> tears, tears. Yeah. tears, meltdown tears, chunkless, yes. chunkless <laughs> at C's. No, 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 not even punishment needed. Just okay. complete meltdowns. Yeah, <laughs> on your own. No, no parental <laughs> input needed. Mm-hmm. All right. The next email is titled Glad, and this comes from Douglas V. I'm glad Josh isn't a rat because snitches get stitches and rats get two meters. <laughs> I don't know what he was referring to. It's referring to, uh, I think it's the writer strike. <laughs> the, oh, a scab. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a. I'm not a rat. So, well, yes. <sighs> no, yes. no. 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 Scab is somebody who crosses the picket line. Get the rat out is a, another thing that. No, unions refer to people who cross the line as rats, too. Remember, because there was like a union that used big inflatable rats. Yeah, but they had huge bandages with scabs on them. A scab is somebody who crosses the line. Okay. And the joke right. was get the rat out. All right. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, Ice Cream Social Podcast, by the way. That was where okay. we, we, deep, we did a deep dive on that. Oh, you could go to Ice Cream Social again. If you, we went to Vegas, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We no, that's true. I um, yeah, because you know most of those guys were at the uh, the Modern Rogue meetup. Oh, really? I hung out with Amazing. those guys all again. Amazing. Like, two years ago, I didn't go to the last one. I such a failure. Because I didn't go. I didn't go to Modern Rogue last year or this year. I I didn't do it last year or this year. Uh. We didn't do it really thing. letting stuff. And you know what? Modern Rogue is showing up on my on my feeds. It's just it's constant Brian Brushwood like I know scam school stuff. Yeah. yeah. I gotta I gotta reach out. I gotta get back out to Austin. Would you go if I do like would you want to go? I do love Austin. Austin's good, right? Yeah. I love we love Austin. And I can see Darren and Sonia. Think about it. If we do it, that's motivation. I'll I'll set something up. But I don't want to go to Austin in the summer. No, we're gonna go. Everything is happening in the winter. We're gonna we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna wait to see if they get a total meltdown of winter. <laughs> if they don't, then we'll go. We definitely get snowed in Texas. <laughs> we're not doing that. We don't want that. All right. The next email is titled "Choosing an HT," and this comes from Jerry, J- J- not Drake. Jerry, Drake. <laughs> I used to call you on the HT (laughs) when you needed my QSO. Greetings to you both. Hope your week is going great. I want to upgrade from a Baofeng UV5R. I'm having a hard time choosing which HT to purchase. I've done my research on the ones that I like, but I still do not know which one to pick. They are all within my budget. Please help me choose which one you think is best. I will be using it for EDC and while driving in my car. Here is a list. Yesu FT65T, FT4XR, FT60R, FT70DR, Wushan KGUV9D. Hey, what about an ICOM uh, ID52? Keep going, keep going. That's it. Okay, so I would jump right to the Wushan. All right. There you go. There, Easy th- answer. That's a straight Hey, you know what, Jake? Very strong giving a limited list of radios you're already uh, considering I, I was, in your I budget. I was very upset until he gave me the list of radios. And, and I'm like, like, oh, yeah. Oh, that is the best way to go. That's the best way to go. 
that's actually the most effective way if like you're on the fence. But now here, let me give you the backup on this. I'm mainly an analog guy. I, I I use analog FM repeaters. I'm not out there doing digital voice repeaters. If you ask me about a digital voice repeater, you got to tell me what mode you're going to do. DMR, Yesu System Fusion, or D-Star. Totally different thing. Totally different thing. Uh, that that answer would be different. Um, I'll, I'll give a shout out to the ID50. That's the new... Uh, the new icon, lower priced, but not less expensive than the Wushun. And so I would I would probably say if you if you're okay with analog, Wushun's the way to go. All right. P.S. I have a merch idea. It will probably get denied for copyright reasons, but here we go. Okay. A bar of soap instead of fight club, it says ham club with the outline of a bow fang under it. <laughs> Thank you for all that you do for I ham think radio. That's actually that's f- Okay. It's probably fine copyright wise. Yeah. And if we make one, you'll get one for free. I'm going to write that down. Uh, thank you for all By that y'all do I, for I Ham Radio. By the way, I have long list. Yes, I know. Long, long, long list. Wow. Nailed it. And making more hams in the world a better place. Jake, KI5QXJ. Thank you so much, Jake. And I hope you really enjoy that Wushan. Nobody really understood. You did. I did. So long, anybody who... Long, long, man. That was not... You did not nail that. Ugh. So if anybody... You can just Google that. Don't anybody... even... Do not explain. Don't explain. I'm not going to explain. Just, I'm just, just going to say... Google it. Look up YouTube long long man and you cannot watch just one there's an entire watch series. them all just watch the whole series and then tell us what you think in the ham radio crash course discord under hrcc podcast okay thank you this is something that i very much love in asian advertising <laughs> Is that they off the wall? No, they create entire TV shows. Oh yeah, that in, are in the just little clip. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. to advertise a product. There is a series of Chinese dramas that are very short clips that accomplish a lot. They're all very good, feel good clips. It advertises a skincare product. <laughs> nice. <and> so instead of. In the U.S. where you do product placement in other people's shows, they're like, you know what? We're going to cut out the middleman. We'll create our own show. That's, and I think they play on Douyin or something like that. So and I, I love that. All right. The next email is titled Trail Building Correspondent. And this oh. comes from Give It The Beans, Drew. All right, Drew. Let's go. Hello, Leigh and Josh. I hope this email finds you both well. I'll get straight to the point with a ham radio question for Josh. I've searched the HRCC YouTube channel for recommendations for beginner keys for CW. I see lots of trainer information, but nothing specific to keys, which seems to be important for actually practicing CW. Paddles seem like an attractive option, but I noticed I was doubling a lot with my thumb when I was playing with the paddles on display in Huntsville. Is that just a practice issue or should I be looking at a key to start with? I've looked at one of the big hand radio retailer sites for keys and paddles and noticed paddles start just a little over 100. So since it's a beginner key, let's set a price limit of $150 to meet budget requirements unless you have some compelling reason, something a little more dear price wise is worth it. 
I will be looking through your videos at training devices to figure out what might work well for me also, because while Morse Machine and Morse Toad, both of which are on my phone, seem to be a good place to start for copying code, they aren't doing much for my sending. You know what? Uh, the reason why there isn't a video is because it doesn't exist. But it sounds like it might exist soon. It's going to exist. I'm going to make that exist. Well, there you go, Drew. You're no, going to get your answer but, in a but, video. No, I'm, I'm going to give you an answer right now, though. So just, just to get you going, go to cwmorse.us and get yourself a setup that will work for you a lot of them are 3d printed paddles and uh, single lever keys that have weighted bases so they're not going to slide around the table the best thing i can say here is that a lot of these so like just the double the double paddles 50 bucks 70 bucks up to 70 um, if you go to the single lever paddles or the single lever keys 40 bucks, right? And it has a metal base, so it's not going to slide around a lot. And they're adjustable. So here's here's the cool thing about this. If you talk to some people, they'll tell you that you should use a single lever as your first key because a single <laughs> lever is going to make you have the discipline of formulating the dits and daws. The iambic or the paddle is going to base key speed off of what your radio is set to and then use that. I went the iambic route, but at the same time, I can I can still, you know, make characters on a straight key. But, but Drew, if I remember, but hold on, hold on. You had let me an finish. Let me, I didn't let me Drew have an arm injury? Well, let me finish. Let me and then we can talk about that. You could probably buy one of each. For what America or CWMorse.us is like costing, and still equal most competitive paddles at one hundred dollars. Uh. He's he's under one hundred dollars going with one of these, which are very effective and very good with a metal base. All right. So then now, okay. So I mean, does he have an injury? Or? I th I thought he had an injury. I know he injured his leg. Um, but, well, that's what I, that's how I use the Morse code key. But I think foot. recently he had injured his hand or something. If uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, well, he's true, just, but he's, we, he can't, he can't he respond. Asked he asked us. Uh, but, asked us for... but I would, I guess what I'm getting at is I wouldn't make a decision on usability of something until you're fully healed. If you're not fully because you're talking about you not having full functionality of the paddle very well because you feel like you're doubling up mm. but i don't know if that's also because of an injury you know what i mean once you're full back in control i can see that yeah sure all right well drew but, signs but off they're, they're significantly different in the complexity behind them like, but what's uh, like, is there a key that once you master allows you to go much faster than any other key? Oh, iambic is the way to go. That's what I'm saying. So it's if, if you want to be the fastest, it has to be iambic. Yeah. Straight and Drew key has likes an to give limit. it the beans. You know what I mean? But, but hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> so, so, okay. The, the, uh, we're going to get in the weeds a little bit. With a straight key, a straight key is just the close. Like if you had two wires, like Leia, if I had two wires, I'd go dit, dit. Dit, dit, 
did yeah. did by closing just touching the wires, right? I get it. That's a straight key. An iambic is actually three wires. Mm -hmm. And the difference is the radio has to acknowledge the difference and turn that into a dit or daw mm -hmm. based off of the keyer speed. Right. So I set the keyer speed to 15 words per minute when I key. Mm -hmm. With the straight key, I could do 20 words per minute just by like, like yeah. hammering out as much as I want yeah. because I'm in full control. So many people who advocate newcomers in CW, they tell them get a straight key because you are the master and commander of straight of, of what I your see. dits and daws are. Versus if you go with the iambic, you must have a radio that will do that capability. I see. Right. Okay. Well, hope that helps, Drew. Drew signs off. Thank you both for all you do, 73. Well, thank you, Drew. I appreciate that. Oh, and that's Drew, K-O-4-T-W-Q. It, it is hard to uh, sell CW Morse.us short for what they're doing. I am not affiliated with them in any way, but their uh, costs are really good. They are 3D printed. They make no quorums about that, but they're metal backed and they're fully adjustable, which is like pretty pretty cool i would i would give them lots of points for what they're doing in the space all right and now it's time it's the final email okay good evening josh and leia long time podcast listener first time emailer oh first timer well welcome to the tower i think we need a welcome to the tower sound you know what I mean? For for first time emailers, like mm -hmm. a like a Vincent Price, like I, a creaking gate. I does it have to be spooky all the time? Yes, everything it's is spooky. Not, everything I want to be spooky. I want everything to be spooky. It's not always going to be October. It's adjacent. always spooky. Everything's okay. spooky. Josh, just yes. about fake Canadian. <laughs> What? Sorry. What? Josh, just a boot, not... Just a boot? Yeah. Is he Canadian? Fake, you made him Canadian? Fake Canadian pronunciation, a boot. Knocked my socks off today when he called me during my activation of VE0166 Bronte Creek Provincial Park in Oakville, Ontario, Canada. Bronte Creek is my second local location for getting my POTA on. I had gone out to the park to try the second day of CUSO parties for Texas, Washington, Salmon Run, and New Hampshire. New Hampshire is almost like the holy grail here. Too close for 20 meters and too many mountains uh, for much on 40 meters. Vermont and Maine, no problem. New Hampshire, very few dice. Got several good contacts for both Texas and Washington in the park. It was easier than at home with a much quieter noise floor. Figured, let's just activate a park a bunch more, counting the CUSO party contacts and the activation. Ended up with 110 in the log, including Josh. Thanks, Josh. And there's a couple of attached pictures of the setup. Oh, cool. Joined a club as part of a Canadian licensing course. You pay for the course and they give you about 15 months membership. Basically, the course ends in June and the club wraps just after field day until September. The club is great, very supportive, willing to help get you to try new things. Great contesting Elmer who encourages people to try a contest just to see if they like it. Club has active nets a couple times a week. 
I'm a bit too far away to hit the repeaters. I live 75 kilometers away. And a couple of times uh, have thought to myself, there are clubs way closer to my house than this one. And in fact, I was going to try one of the more local clubs. Okay. I had remained with the club due to my Scottish roots, i.e. I had a free year plus of membership while I pay <laughs> somewhere else. I have those in my Chinese roots too. Don't worry. I figured, okay, ride out the free year and then join somewhere else. Well, wouldn't you know, I attended a couple of event events and was going to say I am out of here at the end of my free membership, but had such a good time at the events said, why do I want to go somewhere else? Already having fun here. So I paid my membership for the following I year. I love that. That club is doing something very right. I, I, I just, I, I hate the, so there's that whole point that he said of like well i already paid this club so i can't have a second one like right like you know what i paid for one gym and then a closer gym opened up and i realized i was going to gym use that membership gym is not a whole the lot same more thing. gym membership is not so, well just you can join multiple clubs is all i'm saying well yeah that that's where i'm going like don't join multiple gyms unless you're going to be gymming like by work and at home like yeah, maybe, just, maybe. Yeah. But for ham radio, there there's a lot of ham radio clubs that are like old dudes that just work on repeaters. Right. That's valuable information. Yeah. But then there's some clubs that are like a lot of guys who like to do potas. Yeah. You could be a you could be a member of both. It's true. Why not? Why not? Just because you seem to like ham journey details, June. I do. 2022 Canadian Basic with Honors General Equivalent. I love our Canadian brothers. November 2022, while on a weekend vacation in Nova Scotia, placed first in ARRL sweepstakes QRP Maritime Ooh. Division plaque winner. Newfie with a plaque. Wow. Right on. December 2022, first ARRL contest 10-meter set, a Canadian record for points in the 10-meter single operator phone-only low-power contest category. He's a QR... So he is a QRP hero right now. Yeah, He's a absolutely. Canadian QRP hero. Just the nicest of heroes. So he... He drinks maple syrup as water. That's his water. January 2023, did my first POTA, Five Park Rove, and organized another Five Park his Rove. His first POTA for... was a Five Park Rove? Is that... For did winter... I hear that yeah. right? Uh, uh, organized another Five Park Rove for Winter Field Day with three other club members. February, placed first in our section Golden Horse, GH, for the ARRL DX contest this year. Helped to do some social media advertising in a bunch of Facebook groups for our club Hamfest after a three-year hiatus due to the vid. Had our biggest attendance in at least 10 years. He calls it the vid. <laughs> I like that. Helped organize our field day by writing a tech guide for those new to FD, even though this would be my first field day. <laughs> Went in 2022 to a friend's club field day, but it was a rough year and I didn't get to make a queue even on a GOTA station, which they couldn't get on the air. Had a great field day and captained the 20 meter station and got most of the queues of any station of the club. I, th I, this guy is <laughs> Rock mad star. confident. Like he's got so much going on right now. This is insane. July started doing more portable activations and entering them in the rack portable challenge came fourth 
um, in July, 2nd and August Mm -hmm. in the top three for the month of September. Mm -hmm. I am regularly, likely daily doing POTA activations with a hundred or more QSOs and oh, the pileups. They are hugely fun now. Not sure if Josh heard the one where he made his contacts, but many nights I have been running pileups on 40 meters. Got a second call sign for Nova Scotia VE1RGO. And as that is where we will eventually retire to, just bought a remote antenna farm. I mean, second home out there. Ah! 1.3 acres. I feel a tower. Oh, my goodness. Let's go. Also presented as one of three club hams on how we do our portable operations. I demonstrated my portable backpack and parking lot. Is he an engineer? Well, I don't know. Okay. And a parking lot deployment of 24-foot painter's pole, OCF dipole, and FT using my car as the base. Oh, <clears throat> and by the way, did I mention this is all phone? I tried FT8 and it didn't spark the same excitement as phone has for me. You got to get on CW. Let's do it. Let's do <gasps> CW. Let's go. CW is coming, but yes. I have just started yes. and both... A-double-R-L and Rack consider me a rookie, so I got some time. Don't you love a hobby that lets you do you? Oh, anyway, he, he is doing his. Amazing. <laughs> Look at those accolades. He is, he is doing it. He is doing it. I love that. I love it. And yeah, so you had a very neat, if I, can, if I could say, you were the first person, I believe, that I heard when I tune, uh, tuned up the radio. You had a very neat QSO cadence. Oh, it was it was very like to the point. We got through it. We made our contact and we we're on our way. He knows how to handle those pileups. That's I mean, that's that's the that's the thing that the uh, the activator needs to do is control that pileup because yeah. he's the one that's going to run them. Right. So he was doing a great job at that. All right. Anyway, really just here to confirm the QSO with Josh regards. Oh, yeah. Stuart V-E-3-R-G-O-V-E-1-R-G-O. I think I already uh, I think I already logged him on POTA. I you think did. I'm all caught up. All right. Well, thank I you. I did. You checked. You checked. I logged. Well, you confirmed his QSO because he sent this to both of us. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, in okay. oh, that email. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Stuart. What an amazing list of accomplishments. Uh, I, I love the intensity. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, so again. What a great is, way to wrap up the tower. But, but, but hear me out. So. Oh, and let me show Josh this the picture. Is, this is, this is Parks on the Air we're talking about. Here is the picture right. for Josh. People, people are turning. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, oh. That's a 50. So I, I so that battery, I'm going to get a battery like that for... Uh, the Power Queen 12.8 volt, 50, 50 amp hour. I'm going to get a 50. I'm going to get a 50. Oh. I'm going to get All a 50. Right. Shot All nine right. times in the ear with nine millimeter. 50. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Parks on the Air has created this, right? If you think about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. God, I, you know what? This is actually the first time it's kind of hitting me. So the the traditional ham radio world is contesting. Sure. Right? Every weekend there's a contest. There's a QSO, a state QSO party, the, the big ARRL something or blah, blah, blah. And it turns into one of those pay-to-win right, right. boomer mm. antenna farm things 
which I'm not saying is bad. I'm not complaining. I, I and I and I love the fact that you guys have these majesties of of antennas. Set sure. But there are people out there who are like, I don't think I'll ever have that. I I want that level of intensity, but I right. can't. I can't. I can't do it. I can't commit. I'm not going to put the roots down in Tallahassee and on an anchor and a half and, and put up my antenna farm. Right. Just not willing to do that where I'm at right now. But I can. I can rove into a park. Right. And make 10 contacts or 100 contacts or 200 contacts and get on the road. And that's their contesting. It's contesting on their terms. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And so we're we're literally seeing a revolution in amateur radio right now. Right? Mm-hmm. Because we, we we still have by the way, a revolution doesn't mean that we're we're taking anything away from people who enjoy contesting or that enjoy parks on the air. Because you don't have to be one or the other. You can be both. You can enjoy sure. both. Sure. Yeah. But we we're not we haven't really seen something like this that encourages portable operations as much as Parks on the Air does. Summits on the Air gets close, but nothing is like Parks on the Air. So, well, sure, because it's much harder to get out to a summit than a park. Oh, yeah. Hike up. Do it. Let's go. But, uh, yeah, this is... It's really interesting. You're very excited. Well, I'm very exciting, very but excited. I, I'm very excited. But also at the same time, I don't want contesting to go away. This, well, this it doesn't have me. to. It doesn't have to. But the fact that we're even—I talking mean, I don't about... think Stewart is going to stop contesting. It's almost just like contesting practice, and like if you do parks on the air, then you're actually, I feel like, more likely to be more confident about contesting. So it's it's a it's a game of ages that we're talking about, right? Because at some point, the the big contesters over time, they're they're going to start to pass away. Oh my God, you're being really depressing. Well, I mean, but POTA's <laughs> new. POTA's new. POTA's a new thing, right? Uh, contesting has existed for a long time, and so you know, how do you get a POTA person to want to get into contesting now? Now, before, it's like, how do I get even someone to get on the air? But we found a way. Let's get them on the air with POTA. POTA's right. the way. That's the gateway drug. So now, I how do I... Think, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Oh, they, they, they are to a degree. They are. Because for a POTA person, they have to go portable because their home is not commensurate to con contesting. The, the, the RFI is too high. Well, that's why there's different contesting categories, though, right? Well, no, there's no high RFI contest category. Like, it, it, if their home operating position is S9, they're not hearing anything. Okay. Right? If, if their ambient noise level is something that their radio will not even measure, then they're always going to do POTA. Their activity is POTA. They will, they will, maybe they'll do winter field day. Maybe they'll do win, they'll, maybe they'll do, you know, ARRL field day, mm -hmm. but they're, they're not necessarily going to be out doing all the different contests. Sure. sure. Right. It's, why not just do POTA? Right. Right. Interesting. I, I don't know. This is a very interesting, uh, 
I don't know, stepping thing, a change, a transition, a cha- transition that we're going through right now. Yeah, I think, I think. Well, we'll see. We'll see. That's that's the Leia. That's Leia's uh, point there. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you taking the time to reviewing the podcast, emailing us, sending the voicemails. And hey, you know, you can go ahead and check out that Patreon too. A dollar a month. Not a big deal. All right. Think of the costs. There we go. Seventy three. Seventy three.